Hi, I'm Todd Rentschler, your realtor. When you choose me to help you buy or sell your next home, you're choosing someone you know, someone local, someone you can trust. I grew up here in Sarasota, and I'm a proud Booker High grad, class of 95. I don't sell homes part-time or on the side, and I didn't retire into this business. I work hard, seven days a week, to make sure you get the best home buying or selling experience possible. I've helped over 100 families buy, sell, or lease a home. Todd Rentschler of Forbes Property Group is a proud sponsor of the Booker Tornadoes on STLR Sports Talk. I'm here to meet your real estate needs at 941-807-5730. What are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it! Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. This is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker football coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. Week three of the high school football season brings us to North Law Firm Field on the campus of Dunbar High School here in Lee County, Florida. Third week of Booker High football coverage here on STLR Sports Talk. Chad Brockoff along with Craig Wiley Jr. and the second generation tornado, Derek Fugers. And gentlemen, something's going to have to give tonight as we have a defense here with Dunbar that has done all of its scoring so far this year. The Tigers are 1-1, one and one, whereas the Tornado defense has struggled in its first two regular season games. Coming in here with an 0-2 record, giving up 30 points to Cardinal Mooney in the home opener, and last week falling to Southeast 34-14. Keys for the game before we get ready to kick off here as the Tornadoes will receive the kick to start. Yeah, you know, the Tornadoes are definitely going to have to ha uh, not turn the ball over. One thing they've kind of had problems with. And, you know, we keep saying this week after week after week, the pre-stat penalties. That's one thing that's consistently hurt this team throughout the past two weeks. Week one was beautiful. I think their best game of the season. Of course, that's the one that didn't count. These last three games, including tonight, are the ones that are going to count. And the Booker Tornadoes are going to have to come out firing fast. And this, again, just like Chad said, this is going to be a tough tough, tough defense for them to come up against. So they're going to have to set the tone early here tonight. Little correction there. We thought Booker had won the toss and will receive the opening kickoff. The Tornadoes will kick off to start the game. Back to receive the kick deep for the Tigers. Jarvis Jones, a senior wide receiver and junior cornerback, Roger Motley III. Kevin Rabolo getting ready to put toe to leather. We will soon be underway. An early start, 7 o'clock Eastern. 30 minutes before our normal scheduled starts in Sarasota. Yeah, we're obviously getting on the roof tonight. Not really too much room in the press box for us tonight, so we have to make do with what we have. It's a hot, humid night it's here, It's hot, too. but that wind is blowing right now, so it's kind of the hot wind, though. But still, it's, uh, it's going to be a winning night, so if you do hear some wind, you're going to hear it pick up through on the mics. 
Just bear with us throughout the rest of the night, guys. It's not me breathing heavy, yeah. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just run up the stairs. And if anybody walks into the room, make sure you remind them of that, and they're just catching it like, what, what's going on? It's wind. It's, it's wind. wind. It's wind. Not the two chubby guys doing the broadcast. <laughs> so with Dunbar receiving the football to start the game, true test for this Tiger offense, which has not scored a point in its first two regular season games. However, it was a pick six last week against Lehigh that allowed the Tigers to pull out an 8-0 victory in that rivalry game. Rebello approaches the football, and it is a low line drive kick. It's going to be picked up by Jones at the 8. Middle of the field, he's got a hole. He's at the 35, dodges a tackle there all the way to the 45-yard line of Dunbar, and that's where the Tigers will start their first possession. Number three, Trevion Thompson coming up to finish that tackle there. Big hole, great job by the receiving team there by Dunbar. You know, they obviously made that get, they had the gap, they had a big hole created there, and Craig even pointed it out, the huge hole. And the return man seen it, he went right up the gut and seen some daylight. Well, I was actually pointing out a hold, but he got away with it. Okay, that one too, okay. Shouldn't expect to get any calls on the road. Tornado's heading some 75 miles south on I-75 for this contest. Got a big old band pulling up on us right here. And they look like the band that jams, too. They do look like a they band that jams. They do look like the band that jams. They I'm look actually looking forward to halftime <laughs> right now. I am, too. And it looks like Jones will be the quarter, excuse me, Motley will be the quarterback to start the game. He's got two halfbacks, two receivers to his left. He's going to go ahead and hand it off. And it's going to be about a four-and-a-half, five-yard pickup for the Tigers. Number 51, Alpha Young Jr. on the tackle. Haven't really seen much of Alpha Young serving a uh, some game suspension after a, a, an incident happening last year. So obviously he's finishing out his suspension and getting his first start, first action of the season. I think it's going to be a big, big fight for the defensive line and big help for that defensive line on the Book of Tornado side tonight. Junior running back Moses Cooper with the five-yard pickup, bringing up second and five from the 50, and we have flags all over the place. Maybe too much time. Here? Offsides on the Tornadoes. Mr. Wiley, one for one tonight. And that's something the Tornadoes can ill afford. One thing that I do like about Alpha Young, you know, he's a senior defensive lineman, plays a little bit of offensive lineman as well. And I'm hoping it's going to give a little bit of help for Ziggy Williams, you know, because last week Ziggy Williams was literally doing everything that he could to keep the Tornadoes defense in the game in the first half. Obviously, Southeast took advantage of obviously the miscues the Tornadoes were let to him and obviously just destroyed the Tornadoes through the air this year or this last week. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dunbar tries to throw it on him tonight. Brandon Benjamin and Cooper, the halfbacks. Jarvis going to take it out of the shotgun, call his own number, goes to the left side, still on his feet. I see a flag, looks like holding. Run will go to the 36-yard line of the Tornadoes. Alpha Young again on the tackle. And it just shows you how much intensity Alpha Young has into this game. He is starting out all the way onto the right side of the field. The ball was ran to the left side, and he ran all the way to the sideline to make that tackle. Great job by Alpha Young to make up that play there. And it does look like a flag on the play. It looks like they are marching back. I don't think we have got the official call yet. Here we do. Should be a first and 21 coming up for the Tigers as they will go from the, the Tornado 45 all the way back to their own 43. Line to make for the first down, the Tornado 35. Yeah, it looked like number 14, Raquel, uh, Raquel Bell, was holding for Dunbar on the outside. He's one of the receivers trying to get uh, Motley some room to r run there. 
So Motley again working out of the shotgun. Two halfbacks, twin receivers to the right. First and 22 from the Dunbar 43. No score, 10.48 to go in the first quarter. Hand off to Cooper on the right side, still on his feet, and he'll get back to the 50-yard line, picking up about seven, yeah. All right, I tell you what, that's the second time today Trevion Thomas has went really high on a tackle, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets called for a maybe a – uh, a horse, horse collar. collar or some type of face mask call. Well, he is grabbing around there. Yeah, but he's getting a little high yeah. up here. I don't really like that. Almost, you know, like, almost like a bulldog. Yeah, that's one thing that we teach in our young kids right now is to get low, man. man get low on the tackle. Drop your shoulder. Drop your knees. Drop your shoulder. Make sure you can turn yourself. And we have a hurt tornado, it looks like. I believe it'd be a cramp. It would, I'm assuming it's a cramp. It doesn't appear 55. to be so serious. I believe it's your boy number 55 we've seen when we walked in. That is Michael Haynes. Yeah, it is Michael Haynes. I think he's just got a cramp. He is going to walk off on his own power. A little help from head trainer Trevor, uh, trainer Kevin Eichhorn. I am a little partial to these Dunbar jerseys. Probably the cleanest set of jerseys I've seen of course, since we've been doing. He, no, no, hold on. You know why I'm a fan of them? Because you can see these numbers clearly. At least we got the white with the purple numbers. Well, you got the orange on orange, green numbers, white outline. The D resembles uh, a. It, it's it's funny because it's a Dartmouth. Duke. It's a Duke D. Or Dartmouth, yeah. It is a Duke D, you're right. With the Miami Hurricanes colors. Back to action after that here? timeout. Second and 15 for the Tigers. They're just running this ball tonight. Ooh, nice stiff arm. Going to be a straight up dive play there to Benjamin, and he's going to pick up about four. Alpha Young on the stop for the Tornadoes. Third tackle tonight for Alpha Young. Talk about a player who's bringing some attention and setting the tone here. Third and long, about a yard short of the original line of scrimmage for they got backed up on that holding penalty. So this will be third and 11, 9.50 to go in a scoreless first quarter. Dunbar's first drive of the game. Again out of the shotgun with the two halfbacks is Motley. And some movement up front and that's gonna be offsides on the Tornadoes. Cameron Brewer on the offsides there. A quarterback seen him getting antsy and, and, and pulled a hard count on him. So ball will be moved up to the Tornado 41, making this a third and six. You know, we talked about pre-snap penalty at the beginning of the game. Obviously, the first one here tonight for the Tornado, second one here tonight tonight for the Tornadoes. They could have got the, the offsides earlier. So two offsides calls. Clock winding below 9.23 to go. Motley's going to call his own number to the left side, still on his feet. He's got, he's got first. a first down. Moore looking for the sideline, and he's going to have it all the way. Maybe pushed out of bounds. Waiting for an official indication. Flag on the far side. Flag on the Flag far side. at the 33-yard line. And the official out there looks like is where he stepped out okay, if it yeah. stands against the defense on the flag. So waiting for About. the White Hats call. Holding on Dunbar. So great Ooh. run there by Motley. And that was all the way down to the 8-yard line. Second holding call tonight by Dunbar. So two holding penalties for Dunbar and two offside penalties for the Tornadoes. Both teams are kind of shooting themselves in the foot here right now. So instead of being inside the Booker 10 first and goal, we're looking at about a third and eight from the Tornado 43. No score, 9-12 to go in the first quarter here at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School. 
I'll tell you what, this Tiger, this Dunbar Tigers team, they are trusting their offensive line because getting a lot of penetration. And well, this is not just that, you know, they're they're spreading out. They got three wide receivers and they're just really relying on their offensive line to block for this run play. I mean, they're running yeah, haven't seen, right every single have time. Have not seen them air it out yet. No, so but that, this is about a time where a nice play action might come into play. Out of the shotgun with two halfbacks. He's gonna give the Cooper Cooper straight up the middle, and he looks like he has a first down at the 35. We'll wait for the official spot. Yeah, he got tackled forward there by the Booker defender. Yeah, Ziggy Williams gets a hand on him, but unable to secure the tackle. Could have been a fourth down, but first down for Dunbar. So first and 10 for the Tigers, their second first down of the game. Ball placed at the Booker 35, 8.59 to go in a scoreless first quarter. Twin receivers to the left for Motley, working out of the shotgun with the two halfbacks. High snap, he's gonna hand it off to Cooper. Not much doing as Cooper dances outside behind the line of scrimmage, gives a stiff arm, somehow tackle. turns this into something positive. Down what? the right sideline. What is this arm tackling? We've got a flag at the 29 oh. yard line. Oh, so this back, should possibly. come back. This arm tackling is getting out of hand, Chad. I'm seeing a whole bunch of pushing and it's a block in the back on Dunbar. But Tornado's got to wrap up. Ziggy Williams had him in the backfield and just couldn't finish the tackle. Third tackle he's missed tonight. This is not the same Ziggy Williams we're used to seeing the past three weeks. Second touchdown saved by a penalty, or close to a touchdown saved by a penalty. Well, that, maybe this is why Dunbar has had problems scoring points. We haven't been able to see it in the game stories. We haven't seen box scores with penalty yardage. But if you do this to yourself consistently. Now, I, will, I do want to point something out. Number 51, uh, Spires and number 14 on the field. You can tell they, I think that's who the flag was on and they kind of like came up and gave yep. each other a little chest bump showing some Great good sportsmanship. sportsmanship there. You're right about that. So after the block in the back, instead of a touchdown, it will be first and 15 at the Tornado 40. Motley again out of the shotgun with the two halfbacks. He's gonna hand it off to Benjamin. Benjamin looking for something on the left side and he's gonna be hit at the 47-yard line. Trevion Thomas again with the tackle, but just goes a little high there again. Well, and kind of how he tackled him, like yeah. wrap him up and just fall to yeah, the ground, I mean, bring him to the ground with you. I love the penetration there. He's working outside the deep. The offensive line was pushing him to the outside, and he kept working, able to spring free and make the tackle. Like, I mean, I know you job. never really want to hurt a player when you're no, playing a game, absolutely. but listen, I, when, I, when, I, when I played defense, my objective was to tear you up. That was my free range to hit you hard. I have to make sure that you're down. Yeah. I wanted people to understand that they came to my side, they came my direction, they was going to feel me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Set the tone, man. So a seven-yard loss on that run. Now Dunbar going twin receivers each side. Motley high, high snap, snap out of the shotgun. Wow. I've actually seen a lot of high snaps here, and I'm not surprised that's happened. I've actually seen four high snaps so far from the center to the Dunbar quarterback. So I'm not surprised that's actually happened. Great job by number two. That's Benjamin. Third in the country mile. Now listen, I'm going to be real right now. I think that I, I, we, we're talking about how we haven't seen them air the ball out. Now I don't know if their quarterback can't throw. It is a little windy. Maybe they're playing precaution to that. But right now with them running the ball so much and as aggressive as Booker's being, perfect time for a play action. Offsides, far side receiver. So that should probably make it third and 33 coming up for the Tigers. Line to gain for the first down, the Tornado 25. Ball will be moved up Offsides. to approximately Another pre -snap penalty the 43 the and a half yard line of the Tigers. See, I, th I, th I seen the receiver jump. 
So now third and we'll call it a long 31. Would have been a false start then. So twin receivers each side for Motley, one back in the backfield. He works out of the shotgun. Another He's kind of a pass little snap. screen pass there. He's got a little bit of room. Great job by number Nice four. little gain there by Benjamin and a better tackle there by the Tornado. I Jameer mean, Hayes with the tackle. Looks like maybe the punt team coming yeah. out. Finally. <laughs> if there is a punt team. Again, both teams kind of shooting themselves in the foot here in this first drive for Dunbar. Dunbar running six minutes off more the clock. than five and a half minutes off the clock and going to come up with yeah. nothing. The clock's still going, man. So, I mean. So, you know, ball placed at the Tornado 44. It's fourth and 19. And Benjamin is on to punt for the Tigers. Tigers one and one coming into this game. Eight nothing winners over Lehigh last week on the strength of an 80 yard pick six. And you can see this Dunbar defense. Both teams are making sure that they got 11 on the field. <laughs> hey, man, absolutely. I've seen more counting than. <laughs> and we got a flag on the play here. Too much time. Too much time. Too much Gotta time be. on Dunbar. 5.57 clock stoppage there on the delay of game penalty. And, and that was 30 seconds, too, because we looked at the clock. Yeah. It was, it was 6.29, yeah. yeah. 6.36 down to 5.57 right now. So that's a five-yard penalty. They're asking what they did, and it's a delay of game. I mean, it took 30 minutes to set up. Now, it looks like there is a play clock set up in the one end zone with the scoreboard. It just that clock does not function. High snap. Benjamin's going to be able to corral it. Gets a decent Low punt kick. off. Going to take a Tiger bounce. They're going to watch it roll. Nice, it's nice going to be down inside the 15 at the 13-yard line of the Tornadoes. So that's where they will take over for the first time. Scoreless, 5.40 to go in the first quarter here at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of reminded me of like back when the old T Talit Keaton days when he had to punt. It's like they got the best <laughs> athlete out there just trying to kick the ball as far as he can. Well, speaking of punt returns and Talit Keaton, yeah, there were man. only 10 in FBS football last week and one of those being 63 yards for Marshall University. Also, let's not forget about Artie Henry, another Booker grad, a junior college kid who made his way to the Marshall campus a year and a half ago. He had a touchdown reception in the Thundering Herd's win over VMI, an old Southern Conference rival for the Herd. Herd in action tonight against Boise State, and I'm sure Craig Wiley's a bit of a Boise State fan after last week and that comeback in Tallahassee. Also, Mississippi State wide receiver. Yes, Osiris. Uh, Osiris, uh, I forgot his last name, I'm sorry. Mitchell. Mitchell, Osiris Mitchell, he scored a touchdown yep. as well. So a lot of Booker players getting in the end zone on their first taste of Saturday, uh, Saturday football. I mean, I didn't see much coverage locally because that's just where How we've we gone. It? That I will say this, folks. If I you are listening, we appreciate the support. And let your friends know that we have done more games than Sar any Sarasota-based media outlet over the last three and a half years. It is a fact. You want to Full game coverage. None of this sitting in the press box and writing a paragraph blog and putting it on your crappy website because we're not about that at STLR Sports Talk. Pitch the toss there. Nice little run. Nice little run, about a five and a half yard pickup. That's Jones on the carry there, Jacquez Jones. And Mouse Benson wearing number two tonight. Not the same number five we're used to seeing. Gold helmets, white jerseys, purple numbers, and purple pants tonight for the Tornadoes. 
currently moving right to left on your device. This has to be my favorite jersey combination for them. Uh, I love white jerseys with the purple pants. I think it's just it looks so sharp. The high white socks, it just it looks beautiful. I want to see them design how they got the some gold pants, purple jersey, gold numbers. Jones in the backfield with Benson. It's going to be handoff to Jones as he goes to his left. So he gets and he's going to get beyond yards. the 20. So bring up a third and three for the Tornadoes. Did, did see number 55, Michael Haynes, as we were walking in. And I told him, you know, you got to be a leader out there. You got to set the tone. You're a senior offensive lineman. You got to be the one who sets the tone for your team and be a leader out there for this offensive line. And they have to do a great job here tonight if they want to get relatively close to winning this football game. And he had some good examples over there at Braden River High School the last couple of years where he came from. Absolutely. Bring some of that magic over here. We will play Braden River at home later on. Next week, the start of district play, where it really counts, we'll be making the roadie to Tampa Jesuit. First things first, third and three from the Booker 20. Benson rolling out to his right. He's going to fire. Oh. And just beyond the reach of Ron Glover at around the 31-yard line. So Kevin Rabalo should come on to punt with 4.07 left in this scoreless first quarter. Okay, so I got a question for you real quick. Now you brought up something about district play, and I'm a little confused about who's in our new district. So Dunbar <laughs> is not in our new district? No. Okay. Dunbar is now 6A. Yes. Okay. Dunbar, Dunbar is the defending 5A District 12 champion. We are now in 5A District 12 with Bayshore coming over with us. I knew I was going to have to explain this, so let me find my notes here. We lost Lemon Bay, Hardy, Southeast, and DeSoto with Lemon Bay, Hardy, and DeSoto all going to 4A, Southeast going to 6A. Bayshore stuck around with us in 5A, and we are now with Chamberlain, Jesuit, Jefferson and Gibbs High School in okay. St. Pete. So, and this changes every two to four years depending on how they want to do it. Dunedin was placed in our district originally, which I think was part of the problem why we couldn't get one of the city rivalry games on the schedule. People look more into other things as far as that. But Dunedin originally placed in that district, and Dunedin's coach saying that we're not quite there and we're going to have to play independent for the next two years. Wow. I'm not going to lie, Chad. I mean, looking at these guys on the sideline, I think both teams have about the same amount of kids. Well, I, mean, I mean, right now I'm counting approximately 12 bench players for Dunbar. And I think it's the same for the Tornadoes when, you know, well, when we saw the roster. On the field. The, the, folks, the roster was actually updated on Max Preps. Yay, finally. And we saw the 24, 24 kids, though. Calls for an alarm third week of the regular season. But you roll with what you have and the guys that want to be there. Rabalo is going to field the punt, and it's going to be Ooh. partially blocked, I believe. Still a nice Gets punt. Gets off a decent punt into Dunbar territory, and it's going to be downed at the 45-yard line by Liam O'Malley. O'Malley almost blocked into the ball there. If that would have been the case, it would not have been a fumble of any action. I tell you, Rabalo did not have much time to get that punt away, but somehow did, and it's all the way at the Dunbar 45 with 3.58 to go in the scoreless first quarter as the Tigers get ready to take possession for the second time Pretty on much offense. where Dunbar started their last drive. I mean, in the same general area. After the nice kick return. <laughs> so, And for the people at home that may not know the rules, if a special team defender is blocked into the ball, it's still a live ball, they can still, yep. pick it, it can still be picked up and run. 
So Dunbar going to be working out of the shotgun with the two halfbacks. Motley rolling out to his right. And this looks like a design quarterback run. And he's going to be tackled for a, a loss, loss at the 5. Yeah. So should bring up a second and 15 for the Tigers. Yeah, a host of tornadoes there doing their job, including Ziggy Williams and a couple other players. Yeah, they read that all the way. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they start feeling out these plays here. You know, obviously sun is going to start to go down. Mm -hmm. It's starting to get real nice here, Chad. I'm not going to lie. It's starting to be, we went from a real humid night to nice. it's starting to be a fall football Friday <laughs> yes, night. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Break out the Kona ice. Too bad it's not here. For real. High snap there is going to be able to corral it hands Ooh. off to Benjamin. Only let him get about, they let him get about four yards I don't, I don't know what's up, but I think Ziggy Williams is, is battling some type of injury, man. He, he, he just looks extremely tired already, and it's not even out of the first quarter yet. Well, he's wearing sleeves tonight, which is very odd. Could be dehydrated. I mean, I hate to see you one of your best, lose one of your best players on some type of dehydration call. Third and 13 for the Tigers coming up ball at their own 42. Motley going to put it in the air, and he's actually going to be chased out. Rolls to his right, and he's going to fire wow. complete at the 42-yard line. Raquel Bell on the reception. Great job by Bell. First pass finding of the night by Dunbar, isn't it? Or a little yeah. screen pass. There was a little screen pass. Uh, great job by Bell, though, finding his quarterback. Quarterbacks tells him to go out. And great job by Motley, able to find his open receiver. 14-yard pickup there, just enough for the third Dunbar first down of the night. I'm not going to lie, the sound effect kind of scared me. I thought Mike Tyson's Tiger was in the building. We have a tornado player down on the ground. Can't really see the number. Looks like maybe 33. Either that or 22, the person who made the tackle. And you see the Dunbar training staff out there, too, with Kevin Eichhorn, the Booker trainer. And we've seen that throughout our first three games in the kickoff classics as both teams' tra training staffs have assisted players, whether they wear the same colors or not. Great sportsmanship that we've seen throughout the short regular season so far from the respective Probably training Probably the worst injury we've seen in Ooh. our history of football last week. Prayers to the South. We played Southeast last Southeast, week, right? Yeah, yeah Southeast uh, Seminole. Javion Bell. Man. Never <sighs> heard anything official, and we're not going to speculate because we're not doctors, but we went to commercial in about five seconds last week after seeing that. Looks like it's some type of eye injury. I think I've seen him rubbing his eyes. Obviously took his helmet off. Trainer Kevin Eichhorn giving him a towel. So it was number 22 Maybe for the Maybe got tornadoes. poked in the eye or... Quest King, number 22 for the Tornadoes. 2.33 left here in the first quarter. Dunbar has to be kicking itself after that first drive as they had a touchdown nullified and a couple plays before that, a run all the way down to the eight-yard line. Definitely not having a problem with this Booker defense moving the ball, though. First and 10 from the 42, out of the shotgun. Oh, my goodness. Wow, splits the defenders, number two. Nice Benjamin run. Still Benjamin on his still feet. on his feet, taking Tornado defenders wow. with him all the way inside the 20 to the Tornado 17. Move the chains for the Tigers. Here's a reason if you're a scout, you recruit that kid. Kept his feet moving the entire time. Brandon Benjamin, 5'10", 200 pounds, listed on Max Preps. Big, strong running back here for Dunbar. By far his best run of the night. Two minutes to go here. Dunbar's got kids at UVA, Texas A&M. 
They may have lost a lot, but this is an athlete school, just like Booker. Handoff again nice. to Benjamin to his right. Breaks a tackle around the, the 10. Yep. Two block, two penalties come out. That's two the flags. Clear as day when yeah. you see two flags. And, you know, that's 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 Bell again. You know, that's number 14, Raquel Bell. You know, that's his third penalty tonight. One holding penalty. And they're going to be watching you on the outsides like that. Especially if you've already committed these flags. And you and you and you he's looking around acting like what he did. and. But you clear his day blocked in the I back. I mean, and then here's I the mean, thing. he like, was on his back. <laughs> well, not even that. He's like one of the tallest kids on the team. Like, you play wide receiver. It's not like you're exactly like five foot seven and like you can't be seen in like a group of people. You're the tallest one. Come Bell, on. Bell listed at 6'2", one of the tallest players on Dunbar. Number 16, Christopher Thomas That's Jr. what I was just looking six, at. Six, 277 pounds right there on the bench. He is the big fella that plays defensive line. Which, which number? Number 16. Oh, right yeah, there. he's a big dude. There's a big dude with a, with a flat top. I can't see him because a lot of them got their helmets on. He was a pretty big dude in warm-ups. I was checking him out. First and 14 after the penalty. Don't pull him forward. Pull him backwards. Handoff to Cooper. Picks up about three yards to the 18. 125 to play in a scoreless first quarter. Dunbar on the march facing a second and 10. Number 40, Michael Arthur on the tackle there for the Tornadoes. <laughs> it's crazy how they updated Max Preps for Booker, whoever did it, but they missed a whole bunch of kids still. They have kids who are on the team or not on the Max Preps roster. I like number 28 shoes, the running back. Yep. Probably have to wait in line to get those. He is the lone back, Cooper. Motley out of the shotgun is going to be a design nice run nice straight read. up the middle. No and relation to Alice, by the way. <laughs> He's going to get to about the 10-and-a-half-yard line. Dunbar threatening here. 42 seconds left to go here in the first. Inside the red zone, sniffing. Don't know if they have a field goal kicker or not. Looks Ooh. like it's going to be about a third and three from about the 10-and-a-half-yard line. If Booker scores a touchdown in this other end zone that they're defending right now, do they run through the Tiger and pull the Randall through a hill? It's a flag. Guaranteed it's a flag. <laughs> Out of the shotgun is Motley. It's going to be a high snap. Ooh. He pulls it, calls Ooh. his own number. Touchdown. And he is in the end zone. Unofficially an 11-yard touchdown run for the quarterback, Roger Motley III, the junior, 5'8", 155 pounds, playing a lot bigger than that on Dunbar's first two drives as that 11-yard touchdown run will give the Tigers a 6-0 lead. And I think they're going to think they're gonna go for two just like they did against Lehigh last week. Motley and the crew not having very much <laughs> trouble I was moving just, the ball here. I was just about to say I have yet to hear the band play, and they literally just now said it did something. Hey, it's not, not, hey we I'll tell you score. What, they got great uniforms. That, that's a good band. A Dartmouth band, man. Look at it. Or Duke, I'm sorry. Flag on the play here. Bodies all over False the place. False start, is it? Yeah, that's something. I think it's an illegal substitution. Okay. It was against Dunbar. Yeah, he reached over his shoulder. I thought, he was doing the, I thought he was doing the dab, my bad. He's going to move the ball back for the point after attempt to the eight-yard line. Dunbar players looking to the sideline for a play. Eight seconds on the clock in the first quarter. Dunbar with a 6-0 lead. I'll tell you what, Dunbar's pretty much had this ball the entire first quarter. I mean, besides the one Booker drive that lasted about four plays. Cooper now the quarterback wow. working out of the eye. Nothing Alpha Young that. right there. Does that count as a sack? Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So Alfie Young with his first sack tonight. Aiden won. Aiden Pearson said three and a half sacks for Alfie Young here tonight. Wait a minute. There is a flag on the play. So and that I might think not. We're just, that's just going to wipe okay, it away. Yeah, okay. it's so one sack for Alpha Young. False so, start, Dunbar. Yeah, six men on the line of scrimmage there, so the tornadoes were going to decline either way. So we should have one kickoff here to conclude the first quarter. Dunbar won six to nothing last night, last week, if I'm not correct. Eight nothing. Eight yep. nothing, okay. With a spectacular 80 yard pick six by the freshman, Sean Russ Jr., and then a two point pass where the receiver got one foot in the back of the end zone to make that happen. And that's a huge rivalry game for the Tigers with the Lehigh Acres, Lehigh Senior Lightning, who are actually playing at Southeast tonight. Ooh. Our opponent from last week, 34-14 winners. First digit game for Southeast then? No. No? No, next week. Next week. Yes. Yeah, South... That's right, that's right. This is 6A. So, Southeast is. Yeah, so while I think that Lehigh is also 6A, they're a different district than Dunbar, okay. and they're different because – Southeast is in with Palmetto, who's three in the state. Charlotte, who's 10. Port Charlotte's receiving votes. And let's not forget about Braden River. But I'll tell you what, I talked to Jason Dill last week after our game, and we both kind of said the same thing that Brett Timmons, the Southeast head coach, has been saying, that they're going to shock some people this year. I agree. They, they got a good team, man. I mean, they threw the ball very well against Their quarterback Parker. looked really good. And just like you, Craig said, they got a quarterback who can see the field very well, and that's going to really benefit tall them guy. in the long, in the long way. Oh it's going to be a onside kick, and it is just scooped up by Cooper the was Tornadoes. was not even ready for it. Great job by number seven. Zep That's Woods. Zep Williams. And he, he possessed it and then kind of took it to the side and had to grab it before a Dunbar player I, I on the kick team. I don't think that was planned. I think that was a bad kick. <laughs> it's recovered. And I don't mean to laugh. Well, he didn't stand that far back. I don't know. I just, it's high school football. I, just, I don't think Dunbar was ready for it because they weren't even ready to recover it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And he recovered it at the 50-yard yeah, line. So. Six seconds to go in the first quarter. Dunbar just took a 6-0 lead on the 11-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Roger Motley Jr., the junior. Great field coverage for the Excuse Tornadoes. Me, Roger Motley the third. Benson working out of the shotgun, two receivers to his right. He's going to hand it off to the first back through. About DeJuan yard Gordon. and a half pickup by DeWan Gordon. And that'll do it for the first quarter of action here at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School with the homestanding Tigers leading 6-0. Number one, Albert Noon's going to limp off the field for the Dunbar Tigers. This has got to be the easiest mark ever. That all they have to do is switch the sides of the field because the ball is at the <laughs> the 50, what, 46 yard we're, line. We're going to go from the 49, I think, to the 49, <laughs> the 40 or the 48 <laughs> to the 48. Easiest spot they're going to have all night. Then tag this school district of Lee County and High School. So not a bad job by Booker. I mean, obviously Dunbar is pretty much shooting themselves in the foot. Obviously with all these penalties they've had, I think not to. They have six penalties, if I'm not mistaken, Chad, here tonight. Blocks in the back. I mean, consistently blocks in the back, holding penalties. You know, I mean. Taking too much two, time, illegal substitutions. Two illegal substitutions there. I mean, you know, they just, they're consistently having problems, and I think that's what's keeping Booker in this game at the time. So right now, if Booker can take the field advantage and take advantage of it, put the ball in the end zone. We have a game here, folks. I mean, we still have a game now, but at the end of the day, Booker has to score and has to put some points on the board. It has to do it quick. They have to prolong this drive. Second play in, it'll be second and eight from the Dunbar 48. 
First play of the second quarter. Benson with two halfbacks working out of the shotgun. He's going to fire to his right, and he fires complete to Hayes. Nice Hayes beyond the 40. That's not a, that's not a horse collar? Wow. That, I, that's not a horse collar? I think they're going to say he got around the front of the jersey. I don't know the explanation for that. Well, he didn't, he didn't have pads. He had just the jersey. Matter. Don't matter. And that should be enough for a first well, I thought down. A horse a nine-yard pickup. I thought a horse collar was when you pulled the here. pads. Anything back there. So ball will be placed at the Dunbar 38. Look at number seven, <laughs> dancing on the field. Jameer Hayes with the reception there for the first down. Benson. Chardonnay song. Benson with his first completion of the night. Working out of the shotgun with the tailback, and it's going to be a tall sweep. Going to his left side, looking Jones. for the nice. ball is Jones. Job. And he's going to be upended at the 35-yard line, a pickup of three there. One thing I love about Jacquez Jones is he's very patient, you know, and when he has to hit the hole, he does, in fact, hit those Quickly. holes. He uses his speed with to authority. get up in there. And just like Chad said, with authority. So one thing I do love about him is his patienceness. And he looks like he's kind of stretching his ankle there. I think he might have banged up his ankle a little bit. He does look fine. When he got hit, he fell forward, which, you know, a lot yeah. of coaches look for, you know, look for. I mean, he's a nice size back. And again, Jacquez Jones, only a senior. Oh, he's a senior this year. Yes, yeah, so a sophomore, senior, junior last year. Second and seven. Hand off once again to Jones. He's going to plow forward to about the 31-yard line. Hey. Should bring up a third and short for the Tornadoes. Four plus three is what, baby? Carry the one, divide by two, seven. <laughs> I mean, four times three. I'm sorry. Twelve. There we go. Three runs like that, four yards a pop. I'll take that all day long. I'm sorry. You know, we're <laughs> talking about this today, though, and we had a, a horrible, another horrible nationally televised NFL game last night. And I think a lot of times, like, this game is overthought. Shout out to the Cubs for scoring more points than the Bears. <laughs> Man, that Bears Stop defense looked look deadly last night, man. I mean, in the beginning, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers kind of had to feel out the defense. But that first, man, Khalil Mack and that defense over there in Chicago looked fiercely. I'm telling you what, Khalil Mack <laughs> may go down as one of the top 20 defensive players in the history of that arms? league. His he was arms a, are like cannons. And that he's is, just chilling there. That is a lesson to everybody out there. That is a two-star rivals guy coming out of high school who had to go to the University of Buffalo. What was he, the 14th pick or 13th pick in the draft, something like that, 12th pick in the draft? He was late, late, not late, but like mid-round mid, mid round draft pick going to Oakland. Well, everybody was and about just been a dominant force ever since. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Forgot about the guy from Buffalo. Coming in absolutely just changing dynamics of the entire game. One of the best defensive linemen, if not the best defensive lineman, Besides Aaron Donald over there in, in Los Angeles, but still, man, two very rich gentlemen, by mm -hmm. the way, well compensated for their talents, as well as they should be. So Benson will have two backs in the backfield, third and three from the 31. Two receivers to his right as he works out of that pistol shotgun. Hand off to Jones. Jones Don't should have hole. a first down as he's inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. Tackled him by his pants. I think I've seen Jacquez Jones' butt, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not going to lie to you. Great job by Jacquez Jones using his speed and, and his bulkiness to get up to that first down spot. And again, head off to Jones. He's fitting that outside corner. Gets about a seven-yard run. Just keep going back to the I, hot I, hand. Three, keep running it. Don't even throw the ball tonight. I mean, throw it if you have to. But right now, Dunbar seems to cannot be Ross off this run, which you have yeah. affected with Jacquez Jones. And you, should, you get Jacquez Jones tired, throw into Juan Gordon back there. He's ran the ball kind of effectively tonight, too. So 
two big, bigger backs. So second and a long four is the ball spotted at the Dunbar 19. Rollout for Benson, and he shakes the defender, still on his feet, cuts up the middle of the field. Benson got light. He's got green grass and opportunity, and it is a tornado wow. touchdown. Benson's signature with move. 59 to go in the second quarter. I love that touchdown celebration dance. Cleve Benson finds some grass. Can somebody get that one on tight? And then we need to send it to overtime because that needs to be trending on overtime Facebook right now. What is they, they do football too? I thought Absolutely. they did basketball. Okay. Absolutely. I thought basketball was their team. Because you know, overtime Carlos was at yes, all the games. Of course, of course. But man, what a play by Cleve Benson. Rolling out, sees a defender in his face. Makes a couple makes a nasty nice move. juke wow. moves. Great job by Cleve Benson seeing the field effectively, getting in the end zone. And we are one point away from taking the lead here with 9.59 left to go. And it's going to be offsides, I believe, on Dunbar. Oh, yes. And shout out to Logan. I know he's listening. You heard it. Mouse just scored a touchdown. Oh, Logan probably got up and threw his beer and ran and got another one. Come on, man. Oh, he, he chugged it for sure. Oh, yeah. He did the old touchdown chug. Bud Light. He's got his keys handy. He just <laughs> Motley opening the scoring with an 11-yard touchdown run. Extra point play, no good, and just riddled with penalties there for the Tigers. That was at the end of the first quarter. 9.59 to go in the second. It's Cleve Benson getting the tornadoes on the board of the 19-yard touchdown run. And it looks like it's good. Waiting for the signal, yep. So the tornadoes now have a 7-6 <laughs> lead on the PAT kick by sophomore Kevin Riballo. Hopefully these Dunbar guys. And I have to say, one thing, great job by the offensive line there. That entire drive stayed on their blocks, executed perfectly. Even on the run, the touchdown run there, Mouse had time to get out of the pocket and scramble him and, and shake one defender without two defensive linemen coming on his back. Great job by the offensive line by the Tornadoes there, protecting your quarterback, protecting your running back, blocking well, driving down the field, scoring a touchdown. Maybe a certain group of gentlemen had uh, a nice hot date, and by hot I mean the weather, with the, uh, with the line sled. And anybody who's ever played defense or offensive line is very familiar with said I sled. I love That was fun. Huh? Push around, man. You know, other than somebody who's fighting back with you all day. I feel you. Unless, unless you were pushing around the whole field for punishment. So Dunbar's offense has moved the ball with ease. Penalties getting the, in the way of that first drive, but the second drive concluding in the 11-yard touchdown run by Motley. Tornado defense getting a little bit of a break with that drive there was just capped by Benson's 19-yard touchdown run and Rabalo's extra point kick, which gave the Tornadoes a 7-6 lead. So maybe the Tornado defense is getting that second wind as we have a late Dunbar player onto the field for the kickoff return team. Dunbar got six guys on that line. It looks like they think Booker's going to do a little offsides here. And I think Kevin's just going to put his foot into it. Nice kick by Ravello. Oh, my goodness. Second touch, their third touchback of the season by Kevin Huge Riballo. weapon in this, the high school game. A huge Absolutely, weapon. Absolutely, man. As you start at the 20, not the 25, like in college football. Both drives for Dunbar has been within the 45, 40-something yard line. Both drive, both times, both starts they've had tonight. This is their first time in their own 20-yard line. Got to make something happen at the Booker defense. You got to pin them in here. Get your get, pin them in down here in, in their own territory. Get them the punt. Get some great field coverage and score the ball. Go down there and score again. Take this lead even further. Dunbar Easier players. said than done, though. I completely agree. But you know, you, you just put a great drive on the field. Great play calling by Willie Brown, in my opinion. You know, some of the best I've seen since Lakeland. 
So Dunbar working out of the shotgun, two big, halfbacks. Big Trey Henson on the end there, looking like he's about to blitz in. And it's going to be a quarterback draw. Great job by Trey Henson, able to tackle him there. Motley straight ahead for, actually, that's a little bit more than I thought. They're going to give him four yards on that carry. Trey Henson just used his speed. He had double cover. He was, he was being doubled there. Fought off of both blockers to make the tackle there. Great job by Trey Henson, one of the bigger players for the Tornadoes. A basketball player here for the Tornado team as well. Henson not even in a three-point stance. Out of the shotguns, Motley looks like he's going to put it in the air. He's going to be hassled in the pocket see a flag, and brought down like. by Ziggy Williams at the 20. First sack for Ziggy Williams here tonight. He had two last week against Southeast. And it's going to be a hold on Dunbar. So with the sack, it should bring up third and extremely long. If you take the penalty, it should be second and a bus ride from probably about inside the 10-yard line of Dunbar. That was a great bull rush by number 15, Trey Henson. This is one I'd probably deny. He, he got up. Yep. He, they did decline it. He was in the, in the running stance, pushed that, that, that left, that right tackle all the way down. He extended. He got him on the, balls of, on the back of his feet. I mean, that was just beautiful execution by Trey Henson. There. Flag guy needs to make it third down, though. Should be third and ten. Referee seen it? He heard you, Craig. Ball at the 20. Motley the out of the shotgun. Haters. High snap again. Motley He's gonna go to his it. left. So could Turns be a corner. Back there. What is this? And he's going to be brought down finally at the 25-yard line. So the Tornado defense for now coming up with a stop. Looks like the punt team is coming on. I'm going to have me talk with Mr. Number Two or Number Three, Trevion Thomas, because he has been having a just a bump into guy kind of night here. Wrap up. Wrap up. Finish the finish. tackle. Take him to the ground. I know he bumped into him and felt and he hit the ground, but still. Maybe he fell asleep during sex ed. What if he springs off? And goes to go six, you know, you gotta be careful there. High, Four high punt. punt. And I think this is gonna take a Booker bounce backwards. And nice. it's gonna go out of bounds at the Dunbar 39. So Tornadoes looking to add to their 7-6 lead with 8.23 to go in the second quarter. So they'll take over for the third time on offense. I'm not gonna lie. Was that like a 15-yard punt? This Dunbar about 19, line. yeah already looks tired. Number 16, big number 16, Christopher Thomas Jr. He already looks tired. Big number 51, um, that's uh, that's Carrion Stanley. Both the guys look very tired going out on the field tonight right now. So that could be effectiveness of why Booker's offense was so great on that last drive. Tired play by Dunbar. Out of the pistol with Gordon as the back. Trip receivers to Benson's right. Instead, he's going to call his own number after dancing around. Gets to the left side. Jumps ahead. Five yard. There's a penalty We've flag. we got a penalty, and I this think they're going to call a late hit on I the was Tigers. Say, I, I think it might be a late hit. Benson diving for some extra yardage. That's definitely a five-yard run there by Benson. Great job dancing it. I, I usually don't like to dance in the backfield, but on Benson's case, you know, he, had he has to. It was out of necessity completely there. agree. He, was he being has hounded. to. His, the offensive line didn't really give him coverage, so the, that, that, that pocket broke and collapsed. Here he comes the white there. hat. Let's see what he signals. And he's writing something down on a pad, so I think this should be a 15-yarder. Looks like Booker's walking backwards. Why is Booker walking backwards? If somebody said something after that run with all those officials. Unnecessary roughness maybe on Booker? Unsportsmanlike conduct? Personal foul. And he white hat to make looks it. back. <laughs> Maybe multiple fouls on the play. Personal foul on the Tornadoes. 
I don't know what that was, but somebody had to say something that got picked up by a, an official's ear. Maybe it was Benson? I have no idea. I'll have to get some more coverage off of that at halftime. I have to run down there and talk to my source so, on the Booker sideline. So now first and 21 for the Tornadoes as the ball is at the 50-yard line. Benson out of the backfield. He's going to fire the hitch pass. That's that is a terrible block in the back call. That is terrible. And they're going to call been, that on Glover, aren't they? You've been calling it right all night. But oh, my goodness gracious. That is a terrible call. That is a terrible call. Jaquez Jones on the reception. Should be a seven-yard pickup, but it's going to be brought back. So now the Tornado's starting to shoot themselves in the foot, whether justified or not, on the penalty call there. It's going to be pushed back. I know he's been favorable on the on the block in the back tonight, but come on, man. You have to watch that full and through. You've seen the ass end of that. I'm sorry to cuss, but you've seen, the, you've seen the, the back end of that play to where he was extending and the guy going backwards. So you just got to watch the entire play. And you're a line judge at that, so your job is to simply watch the receivers on where they're lining up at, and that's what first made contact there. Do you think it's maybe a point of emphasis with the officials association down here in this area as far as blocks in the back this year? Maybe that's what they focus on, yeah. Yeah. And they're just thinking if anything gets close to that they got to throw it. it. Benson being harassed, and he kind of makes a shovel pass, and they're going to call it incomplete eventually. He tries to pull a Pat Mahomes or something yeah, this right isn't, there. Yeah, this is an NFL. He's got to be careful there because you're not going to maybe get the benefit of the call. There are times that I can see an official at the high school level saying intentional that, grounding, huh? Yeah, that's intentional grounding or just a straight up fumble. But there was a little, um, there was a little screen passing yeah. effective there, so they had to. Kind I of mean, it's basically you could make the argument that they were doing the little shovel pass that Cardinal Mooney ate Booker up with two weeks ago. Yeah. And then last week it was the long passing game for Southeast all over the Tornadoes taking a 14-13 game and then scoring three unanswered touchdowns to leave Tornado Alley, 34-14 winners. Dunbar coming into this game 1-1, one one, Booker 0-2. Now trip receivers to the left of Benson. He'll work out of that pistol shotgun. Got safety coverage on Jones, but Jones pretty much high it's snap. It's going to be a Ooh. high throw for Hayes, and he's not going to be able to bring it down as it's going to be incomplete. Looking for that bubble screen there, and it's not happening. And it's going to be third and long. You know, Jameer Hayes has showed promise this year. Yes, you know, he has. has done a great job with that screenplay. Obviously, coming in at quarterback and taking over for the Tornadoes when time being. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jameer Hayes would have got a nice chunk of yardage on that pass if it was completed and he had a little bit of room to run. So ball at the Tornado 43, line to gain the Tiger 29. Benson's going to have to throw it. That's a, and I think he, no. That's not, come on, man. You, <laughs> so pass to Glover ruled incomplete. He got there kind of early. That was a bang, bang play. It really was close. It could go either way. I know, you're right. You're definitely right. I don't think Jerron Glover was kind of expecting that hit to take place. So I believe if he would have caught that unanswered with nobody behind him, I think that would have been a completed pass. But the fact that the defender was right back there. And it yeah. still wouldn't have been enough for a first down. Correct, correct, correct. Jebby Desiveral there with the coverage for the Tigers. And Rabalo set up at his own 30 to punt the ball away. 7.37 to go in the second quarter. 
and Booker leading the homestanding Dunbar Tigers seven to six, but about to give the ball back. Beautiful snap by O'Malley, beautiful kick. It's gonna be fielded at the 30 on a line drive, going to his left, and not much doing despite the seven yard pickup there by Jones. Jones taking a chance even fielding that punt as Roballo got a nice one away. Low line drive there. Yeah, I almost thought he was in a muffet because it dropped kind of low. So Dunbar Number now. Number 21 on the tackle for the Tornadoes. He's not listed on the roster, so we don't know who he is. Number 21. Yeah. Player to be named Is that later. Paul McLeod? No, Paul McLeod's over here. Okay. McLeod should be 24. He is, he's 24. We'll call him Bente Uno. We know ben, Benson's two, so Bente Uno. <laughs> so Dunbar for the fourth time taking possession of the ball. They trail Booker 7-6, to 7.29 to go in the second quarter. Dunbar ball placed at the Dunbar 37. Oh, screen pass. Got a different quarterback here. Nice, looking like a All Dunbar the touchdown. All the sideline into Booker territory, oh, still on him. his feet. Going to be brought down around the 23 of the Tornadoes, the new quarterback, Davion Palmer, the sophomore, with the hitch pass taken all the way down the opposite sideline. Their flag. Another penalty on Dunbar, and I tell you what, and that oh. flag was thrown at the 38. Nine. So that should bring it back, and this should be about a first and 19 for the Tigers. So instead of having the ball at the Tornado, 23, they're going to be pushed back further into their own territory. I didn't even see that flag at first. Now you see why Dunbar's having problems getting points on the board this season. Not because they the can't penalties. move the ball, yeah, right. it's the because penalties. of the penalties. They are making great plays. They are, they are springing out. That was a great screen pass. Great screen pass. I mean, just a holding call, another holding call that sends them back 15 yards or 10 yards. So ball at the 28. It's going to be a first and 19. 7 18 to go in the second quarter. Dunbar trailing, visiting Booker 7 6. Appreciate you joining us for Booker football coverage on STLR Sports Talk. Palmer back to pass, looking to the left sideline. He's got a man complete at the 45 yard line. Jameer Bobby Hayes. Dennis with the reception. Hayes on the coverage. Jameer Harris didn't even look for the ball in the air. He could have made a play on the ball there and kind of knocked that one out of bounds. Okay, no, he was not down at the 48-yard line. He was down around the 45 as he caught it close to out of bounds. They're going to place it at the 48. First and 10 for Dunbar. A little suspect as far as the spot there, in my opinion. The sophomore quarterback, Palmer, going to work out of the gun. Benjamin in the backfield, two receivers each side. They're spreading this ball out. They're not scared to run it right Hand now. Hand off to Benjamin, straight ahead into Booker territory at the 48-yard line. Tackle by number 555, Michael Haynes. I'll tell you, we might be on top of the press box tonight, folks. That's why you're hearing the wind, but this is the best view, I think, that we've had for a game in particular. Right We're not in the dealing with the, the field, elements. And I mean, the field is marked great here. Great sponsor logos at midfield. It's a beautiful night for football, man. Palmer with the high snap. He's going to have Alpha to take Young, a Second sack of the night for Alpha Young. Aiden Pearson might not be off here. Okay, but you know what? If you just throw things out there, eventually you may be right. <laughs> right. Because a year and a half ago, it was the Orlando Magic at the time were the third best team in the East, and I think they finished 29 games under 500. And then when he called No Boundaries Sports Talk a couple weeks ago after the Florida-Miami game, Gator fans are even going to tell you this. It's going to be impossible for the Orange and Blue to play for a national title this year. You're talking 
LSU. Auburn back on the schedule. Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> and say whatever you want, FSU's still there at the it's end. It's still a rivalry game. It doesn't matter who, how bad a team is. It's still a rivalry and game. Even if you run Miami's the table. Miami's terrible in Florida. I'm just kidding. If, <laughs> if, 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 if you got to run the table and you do, you got to still play Alabama. Absolutely, man. Well, and the thing is, get past one of the is if they do that part of it, even if they get blown out by Alabama, I think they somehow sneak into that playoff. Yeah, but by, by losing, again, by only beating Miami by four, and you're the eighth-ranked team as they got dropped out of the top ten nationally right now, even with that win. <laughs> Alpha Young, two sacks, having a pretty good game here on his first game back of the season. Third and eight for the Tigers. Palmer Airs looking down the sideline, and it. he's got a Damn. man complete. That is Motley. Was, he he kind of pushed McLeod off of Paul McLeod, though. Beat. So bad. Well, he kind of pushed off when he went to cut back in. So Motley throw, with the 50-yard touchdown pass from Palmer, the sophomore quarterback, and Dunbar back in the lead at 12-7 with 5.57 to go in the first half. Dunbar knows what they can do now. They know that they can throw the ball. That is three straight completions, even though one was kind of called back. Three straight completions by Palmer. New quarterback comes in, just goes down the field and drives it on the Tornadoes with no problem. Paul McLeod, a star on Booker's basketball team. We'll be hearing that name a lot come December, January. Benjamin on to attempt the point after kick for the orange-clad Tigers. Movement up front by the Tornado defense. Offsides. I think we'll probably move that a yard closer. And gonna... I think they're going to go for it now and go for two because we have a new grouping of personnel coming in for the Tigers. I so didn't think probably he was going to make the field goal anyway, Chad. He was. I mean, they looked like how they were, close he was. They looked like they were going to spot it around the eight and a half yard line. Did you see how close it was? Yeah. though? <laughs> he looked like he looked like one of the, the old kickers back in the day. There's no way that he could on. get any. Yeah, Lou Groza style there. <laughs> like he could get any trajectory on that. So Palmer going to work under center. He's going to handle Flag it all. Flags everywhere. Three flags on the play here. Benjamin, the indication is, is he is. start. <laughs> oh, my goodness Brew. gracious. <laughs> get back in there. Kick the ball. So now I think they're going to kick it as it should be moved back to the six <laughs> for the point after. And here comes a new grouping of personnel, maybe the same old personnel for the Tigers. And look, they're like, what? What do you mean? Thought we were going for it, coach. Well, somebody jumped the gun, or we only had six on the line there, and we're going to have to kick it. And this should be Benjamin. Looks like the ball will be placed around the 12-and-a-half, 13-yard line for the extra point kick. It's going to be difficult. And I they're going to fake it. Fake. Palmer rolls it. to his right, and I he's going to fire incomplete, looking for Romeo McKnight in the so corner close. of the end zone. I knew they were going to fake it. I knew it. I, sh I was just about to say, watch the fake you gotta here. You got to scream out fake, I was, I was just about to say, watch the fake here because Benjamin is really close to the, the holder there. I need you to scream out fake, and if there's a punt bouncing you. around, you need to scream Peter. I got you. There you go. Folks, you probably heard it as he took off the microphone, took off the headset there. 5.57 to go in the first half here at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School. And Dunbar taking a 12-7 lead as Roger Motley, who opened the scoring for the Tigers late in the first quarter with an 11-yard touchdown run, on the receiving end of a 50-yard touchdown pass from sophomore quarterback 
Davion Palmer, and it was a nice throw by Palmer too. Man, that was a beautiful throw, man. The spiral on it, he had, he got it in the air. I mean, I think that ball was almost up here to us of how much underneath the underneath arc he got on it. So great throw, throw by Palmer, and even a better job by Motley finding the ball, catching it, and getting in the end zone. They boot this thing, or do they try one of those modified onside kicks? How close he is? I would hope they're ready for this onside by kick. By close, again. you mean about two and a half yards. So here we go. It's going to be a straight low-line drive. Tornadoes have difficulty handling it Ooh. and eventually able to corral it at their own 37-yard line. Great awareness by number 21. Because I tell you what, <laughs> one, of them, one of them Dunbar headhunters were finna come and clean someone's clock. Nate Williams right there to begin with for the Tornadoes. Actually, they're going to move the ball back to the 36, and that's where Booker will begin this possession, trailing 12 to 7, 5.53 to go in the first half. We're back in action next week at Tampa Jesuit for the Class 5A District 12 opener. Looking to come into that game with a little bit of momentum as the Tornadoes are 0-2 facing the 1-1 Tigers. Benson to take it under center. It's going to hand it off. And not much doing there as the ball carry is going to be tackled for a one-yard loss. Yeah, Jacquez Jones on the carry there. Off the line, really didn't get no penetration at all as that Dunbar defense was all over that run play there. Great job by Dunbar to read that play all the whole way out. Ball. It'll be a tackle for a loss, actually. It looked yep. like a loss of one. So ball will be placed at the 35, second and 11 for the Tornadoes. And they have to put a drive here together here because you don't want Dunbar scoring again, since, especially since you're going to receive the opening kick in the second half. First things first, the second 11 play. I mean, if you would love to get in the end zone here and then have that lead to get, try to get that ball back at halftime after halftime and try to get it put it into the end zone again. Man in motion. We should have two receivers each side, and that's just a busted play. But Benson. Benson's going to take it to his left. Still on his feet Ooh. into Dunbar territory. He's going to be upended by two defenders. At, excuse me. Not into Dunbar territory, but at the 45 of the Tornadoes. It's going to be about two yards short, about a yard. About a yard short. Yeah. Marking. Benson gets third down. Benson that was gets popped there. That was a completely busted play as he was going to his right side. Pitch man not there at all. Just Benson's shoulders messed up again. Benson's shoulders messed up. He got, he got cleaned there. So I think we'll see Taj Simmons. Yeah, his shoulders messed up again. The junior, Taj Simmons, coming into the game. We'll see if he'll play quarterback for Benson. That looks to be the case. Looks like it's his left shoulder. Looks like that's what trainer, head trainer Kevin Icorn is working on right now. So two backs in the backfield with Simmons. And it's going to be a bad snap. It's going to have to be picked up by Jacquez Jones. He's trying to make something happen as he runs to his left, tries to turn the corner instead. He's going to be hit for about a 10-yard loss at the 35. Oh, the, the sophomore quarterback comes in, gets the jitters and fumbles the ball right out of his right hands. Right through his hands, it wasn't a high snap or anything. Third and one into fourth and 12. Oh my goodness gracious. So with it being a third and one there, do you think that you call a timeout to make sure Benson's all right and if he can't come out and make- better coaching, man. It all comes down to coaching, Chad. You're absolutely right, sir. I mean, you can't take him with you, right? I mean, and we're not trying to rip the coaching staff there, but a third and one play at this juncture of the game is we're now under three and a half minutes to play in the first half, and Booker now facing a fourth and 11 after losing 10 yards on the third and one with an inexperienced quarterback. Decent snap back to Rabalo. 
A little bit kick. of pressure, get a high kick off, and it's going to take a Booker bounce. He it's going to be it. muffed. Follow and it. I think it's going to be recovered Booker by ball. the Tornadoes at the 33. Can't see the number, though. Waiting for the number. Still can't see it. I don't think we're going to figure it out, number but either 13. way, it's Booker football. That's number 13. That's Type 1 Ash on the recovery there for the Tornadoes. Who gets the belt? We'll see who gets number the belt. Number 7, Xavier Battle, trying to pick it up off the bounce and muffs the punt. It was a high kick. As soon as it came down, it took a great Tornado bounce. It looks like Jameer Hayes is going to come in at quarterback here. And that probably should have been the plan there on that third and one. Want one of your best athletes handling the ball in the situation if Benson's going to be unable to play as it appears to be difficulties with the shoulder once again for the sophomore signal caller. Trip receivers to the left, excuse me, to the right for Hayes. Bad snap, he juggles it. He's going to go to his right, ducks two tackles, gets the corner and inside the 30 all the way to the 27 and a half yard line of Dunbar. Both new quarterbacks come in, jungle the snap. Hayes able to control that one though and able to get a good six yard run. Great job. And then we just go right back to showing how good of an athlete Jameer Hayes actually is. Making something out of nothing. He's done that pretty much all season long. When he gets the ball in his hands, he so makes plays. Now trip receivers to Hayes' left and he's gonna go left looking maybe for some kind of option that's not there and he's lucky to get back to the original line of scrimmage bringing up a third and four as we're under two and a half minutes to play in the first half. Booker looking to cut into this Dunbar lead which is currently five at 12 to seven. You know, no blocking no whatsoever on that left side of that offensive line. Gotta do a better job in making sure that your ball carrier is protected. What do you dial up here on third and four? LeBron Glover. Jerron. Jerron. Just call him Ron. He's going to be all by himself on the right side as we have trip receivers to Hayes' left. Hayes working out of that pistol shotgun. He's going to hand it straight Stuffed. ahead and nothing Stuffed. doing there. Like an Oreo. As no penetration from the offensive line whatsoever. Talking about number 55, Michael Haynes. I mean, just... He's standing there with his hands on his hip. And going well, it's almost like when Mouse, if, some, if Mouse isn't in there, the, the team just changes. Completely. That's what we noticed last week against Southeast. Benson having to miss. Benson looks like he's going to come back in. He's right next to Coach Brown. And if I'm the offensive line coach, I'm coming to dig into the right side and the whole offensive line right now because that was just absolutely poor blocking. You know, you give such a great great compliment on that, that that scoring drive and it's just like they score they get happy with that one drive and then just give up after that it's 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 un, it's unbelievable you can do great things throughout the course of the game but you have to consistently do them and you have to come out on the right side of the scoreboard that's the ultimate indicator i would just like to give a big shout out to dunbar high school for the free wi-fi because <laughs> i tell you what <laughs> First high school we've ever been to. We've been doing this for three years now to have free Wi-Fi for us. Well, we can't even get free Wi-Fi on our own campus. Because we're not sponsored our by North Law Firm. Campus. Well, Doug Miles, he asked me, he goes, you guys do these games? He goes, how do you guys even connect? He goes, you ask any athletic director in Sarasota and Manatee County, hey, what's up with the Wi-Fi? Working on it for you, buddy. Don't worry about it. We'll try to get an answer for you. Four hours later, you're leaving the park, packing up your equipment, and you're barely able to broadcast. And here we are at Dunbar High School, sitting on top of the press box with Wi-Fi. Benson 
and he's going to fire down. complete. That bounced off the ground. May have caught a break there. Is it's going to be about a five-yard reception by Jerron Glover. I see the bounce, bro. I'm telling you. Good thing there's no red challenge flag. Hey. And it's barely a first down at the Tiger 23 clock winding. Please. 124 and counting here in the first half. Tornadoes looking to get back in the lead. They currently trailed homestanding Dunbar 12 to seven. First and 10 from the Tiger 23. Benson out of the shotgun, toss sweep. Looking to make something oh, happen. Follow your blocks, Jacquez Jones. And he's gonna be Stop hit for cutting a outside. Loss. May lose four yards on that run as we're under a minute to play. That Benson getting the play from the sideline. Offensive coordinator Willie Brown. Gonna have to move, have some urgency here. 48 yeah. seconds, clock is just continuing to roll. I think you're seeing a pass play here. They wanna make sure that they have it. Either way, the clock's gonna stop is what they're thinking. Two timeouts left though still. Can't take them with you in the second half. You get three new ones. We're approaching 30 seconds left here in the first half. No urgency here. I guess Booker doesn't even want to score. Benson working out of the shotgun. Going to have to call his own number. He's going to slip at the 32-yard line. And finally, finally a timeout's going to okay. be called with 16 seconds to go in the first half. You know, we talk about coaching again, man. This is situational stuff that you guys work on at 8.30 in the morning Saturday games with the five and six-year-olds. If you're the head coach, call the timeout, man. You guys, someone's got to be watching the clock. They should have called a timeout 25 seconds ago. Easily. Should have never let that much time roll At off least the clock call there. the timeouts to make sure. Hey, everybody, a little bit of adversity here. Mouse is out, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this. Situation like that. Hey, guys. About 40 seconds to play here. We've got three downs to play with. What's the game plan? Here's what we're thinking. Want to make sure everybody's here on the same page. You get your first down, and now you've literally gone back 10 yards. And, and you call those timeouts to say, hey, if you catch the ball inbounds, get out of bounds. You tell the kids and as much as you can in that little amount of time, but you've got to teach situational football. And yet, you know what? We might be a little rough according to some people, but we have to watch this every Friday yeah, night. Yeah, absolutely. They think we're rough. You should hear I talk to my five, six, seven-year-olds. I'm not swearing or nothing like that, but still, I get into them. Well, we've heard you talk to your wife. <laughs> hey, listen. Third and 18 coming up for Benson and the Tornadoes. He's going to fire over the middle. Oh, just yes, beyond John the reach Jones of Jones. Wide open. Great pass there by Beautiful Benson. Beautiful pass coverage, too, by the offensive line, giving him time to look for a receiver. Oh, my goodness. So, so 11 close. seconds left here in the second quarter, and it's going to be fourth and 18 for the Tornadoes. Definitely go for it. Don't even think about not going for it. I think Rabalo can hit it from this far. Yeah. Put We're eventually going to have to test something out. I mean, Derek, you know as well as anybody, high school rules, if you get it beyond the goal line on the field touchback. goal attempt, it's going to be a touchback. But with 11 seconds to go in the first half, yeah, you have really have nothing to lose here unless they get a defensive touchdown. Benson's going to fire left sideline. Interception. It's oh, going to be nope, just broken bad. up as there's two Tiger defenders there all over the pass. And we probably will Five see a seconds. kneal down. Either that or they're going to take a shot and score. I, I would not be surprised if Dunbar takes a shot here. 
tries to look for Motley on that fly route again and look for him for another six touch, six points. And our loyal listeners already know this, the folks in Sarasota that have come to the first two home games just joining us on internet radio for the first time. We play music at halftime. We try to come in with some scores. If we could somehow get the microphones figured out to pick up the bands when they play, we would definitely play. I'm looking forward to hearing this Dunbar band here. I'm looking forward to running to the bathroom at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Joe Buck. <laughs> and... And they do nail it down, and it looks like we are going to go into halftime. So after 24 minutes of play here at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School, the homestanding Tigers halfway to being 2-1 and one on the season as they lead your Booker Tornadoes 12-7. Go into a little bit of a commercial break here and then halftime coverage with the music. We will be back with the second 24 minutes after that. Appreciate you joining us for Booker football coverage here on STLR Sports Talk. Hi, I'm Todd Rentschler, your realtor. When you choose me to help you buy or sell your next home, you're choosing someone you know, someone local, someone you can trust. I grew up here in Sarasota, and I'm a proud Booker High grad, class of 95. I don't sell homes part-time or on the side, and I didn't retire into this business. I work hard, seven days a week, to make sure you get the best home buying or selling experience possible. I've helped over 100 families buy, sell, or lease a home. Todd Rentschler of Forbes Property Group is a proud sponsor of the Booker Tornadoes on STLR Sports Talk. I'm here to meet your real estate needs at 941-807-5730. What are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Attention, this is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker football coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. Back at North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School here in Lee County, Florida. Second half just getting ready to get started. The opening kickoff of the second half bobbled by Booker's Jacquez Jones and going out of bounds at the Booker 10-yard line. Tornadoes trailing 12-7 as we're just underway here in the third quarter, getting ready for the first play from scrimmage. Should have Cleve Benson back out there with the first unit as the signal caller. Did miss some time in the first half with what appeared to be an aggravation of the previous shoulder injury. Almost a completely empty backfield as Jacquez Jones has got to be instructed to get back in the backfield by Benson. Two receivers to each side. He's going to hand off to Jones. Jones up the middle, still on his feet, goes back, and he's going to push a pile of Tiger defenders. Almost got out of the thing, still on his feet. 
and finally turning around around the 47-yard line. One thing I don't like about what just happened there is Jacquez Jones, instead of cutting up, it's still going inside where there was a big hole. He cuts outside. I think these, these guys have a tendency of just trying to cut outside, which I dislike fully. Should bring up a second and seven after the three-yard pickup by Jones. Ball will be spotted at the Tornado 13, just underway here in the second half. North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar High School. Beautiful fall football Friday night. Tornadoes coming to this game 0-2. Tigers 1-1. Benson, two receivers working out of the pistol shotgun. Two receivers each side. Takes a snap. He's going to hand off to Jones. Jones plows ahead past the 15, dragging defenders with him. Excuse me, that's DeWan Gordon. That was DeWan Gordon's best run of the night. Just kept chugging his feet, powering his feet all the way to about the, about the 30, or I'm sorry, the 21-yard line. I'm sorry, the 19-yard line. Should be about They're going to move it. They're going to say move it for the first down. So a first down run there by DeWan Gordon, the junior running back. Ball placed at the 19-and-a-half-yard line of Booker. Benson again with the handoff. Gordon again still running his feet, still, still on his feet. Not going down easily is the junior running back to Juan Gordon, picking up about three yards there to bring up a second and seven. Booker Tornadoes trailing 12-7 to seven as the second half is just underway here on the campus of Dunbar High School. I really do love that we're going to have DeJuan Gordon for another year. I think he could be really blossom if he could continue to be a supportive cast. Could go into offense, could man. go into the fall of 2020 as the best running yeah. back in the 941 area code. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with Brian Batie graduating from Sarasota after this year. Sailors in action tonight against our old district rival Lemon Bay. Man in motion. We've got a flag. Play a game. Should be. So on a second and seven, we'll wait for the indication of the penalty flag. Discussion here between two officials, including the referee. And the flag will be picked up by the referee. It will remain second and seven at the Tornado 23. 9.56 to go in the third quarter and Booker trailing homestanding Dunbar 12 to seven. Some scores from our area in the first quarter, currently in a lightning delay. Palmetto leads Riverview 3-0. Jacksonville, Trinity Christian hosting Venice, and the Indians up 14-7 in the second quarter. Braden River 13-0 over Manatee after 12 minutes of play. I'm sure that game's packed. Sarasota up 14-3 over Lemon Bay. And Berkeley prep all over Cardinal Mooney, which handed it to Booker in the regular season opener. The Berkeley Prep Buccaneers lead 28 to nothing. Fort Myers Riverdale getting smashed by Port, excuse me, by Charlotte right now, 42 nothing. And I almost screwed up there. I've never done that in my career. It's the Charlotte Tarpons and the Port Charlotte Pirates. There are people at the Charlotte Sun that still can't get that right. DeSoto County 7 to 6 over Port Charlotte in the first quarter, and Miami Northwestern with a 3 nothing lead over IMG Academy National. Miami Northwestern. We talked about this last week. And the other IMG team up on Naples, St. John Newman, 35-7 at the half. St. Stephen's up 21-6 over St. Pete Catholic in the second quarter. And Southeast playing Fort Myers Evangelical Christian. They're up 20 to nothing. According to Max Preps, it was supposed to be Lehigh Senior at Southeast. We were saying that all last week. And Seminole Osceola, 
How is Seminole Osceola playing ODA and ODA won't put us on the schedule? Wow. Is Osceola essentially the same type of school as Booker? Yes, I mean, it's in the town of Seminole in Pinellas County. Wow. Man, I, and we've, is real. we've got to make how many at least hour-long road trips this yeah, year? Man. Well, at least Cardinal Mooney got us back on the schedule. Right. Got a win out of it, too. Yeah, they did. Second and seven for the Tornadoes. We return to action. Benson's going to give the option pitch to Gordon, and nice Gordon's going to be clipped in the backfield around the 17-yard line. Should be a loss of five or six, bringing up third down and long. Great job by number 13, Kevon Watts. Watts tackling that. Kevon Watts coming. He just read that play the entire way. He's put on those boosters, made a great open field tackle on DeJuan Gordon. Loss of about five yards there for the Tornadoes. Early in the third quarter, but this third down right now could decide the balance of the game if Dunbar comes up with a stop here deep in Booker territory. It's going to be a third and 13 for the purple and gold, moving left to right on your device currently. Trey Hansen in the, in the game as a receiver. Wouldn't be surprised if they look his way. It looks like they're going to have double, uh, double, double coverage over him. Looks like number nine is going to walk up. They're not. They're going to run it to Gordon. Gordon's going to plow ahead and get back to about the 23-yard line, bringing up about fourth and six. Should see Kevin Raballo and the punting unit for the Tornadoes. I don't see the punting unit. Now they finally come out a little late, better late than ever. If that was even a thought at this juncture in the game, I find that to be questionable. I'm not saying it was a thought, but why is the punt team? Punt team's got to be ready. Yeah. Every sideline that I've Dunbar's ever... offense. Already ready to go into the game. Sometimes you hear it after the completion of second down. Punt team, get ready. Communication key in any sport, especially football. Low snap by Raballo, and I think he may have taken a knee. That's what they're going to say. Wow. They're going to say Raballo's down at the 11-yard line. Wow. Big break for Dunbar. They're happy. That's, that's going to set this game right here, and that's pretty much fine. Low like snap, and Rebello goes down to field it like an infielder, touches his knee to the ground, I'm, and the ball's down there. I see what's going on here. Liam O'Malley needs – he has the ball so far out, he cannot get that leverage. Stop getting your – His arms are so extended, yeah. they're about three feet in front of it's, him. It's, it's ridiculous. I need to get – someone needs to get down there and teach this kid how to snap the ball because really – You know, we talked about this last problem. week with Booker's oh. kicking game. Where is Bob Rowe? Bob Rowe could coach up long snappers, holders, kickers, as Pat McAfee says, for the brand. So first and 10 for Dunbar. Ball will be spotted at the Booker 12. 7.52 to go in the third quarter, and the Tigers lead 12-7. Motley at running quarterback. Going to his left. He's got a hole. I see a penalty flag. He's dragging Tornado defenders with him inside the five. Finally going to be called down at the three-yard line. And White Hat right away signals that it's a hold on Dunbar. Flag thrown at the 13-yard line. Booker catches a break on that one as they're uh, going to have to back it up. Hold on number 72. That's Cameron James for the Dunbar Tigers. So another big play there for Dunbar, potentially getting that first down. So they're going to be pushed back all the way to the Tornado 23. Should bring up first and about 22. So you can get a first down without getting a touchdown. 7.42 to go in the third quarter and Dunbar leads 12 to 7. 
two halfbacks, twin receivers. Motley throws it up in the air. He's got a man on the right side. Pass Flag, and it's going to be a pass interference on the tornado. I mean, if you're not going to call it down here, you can't call it down there. I mean, that was too close to comfort, in my opinion, as well. I mean, I'm going to say the ball was maybe a little overthrown there, but the defensive back did sell the pass interference call on himself by basically tackling the receiver Good there. Call. You got to call it. I know what you're saying, Derek, but something like that where he concludes the yeah. play like that, you have to call it. He was a little early like a premature baby on Both that one. Both teams are just continuously just to hurt themselves, man. It's That's what it's been this whole time. The entire game is literally Booker, whether they give up a big play, they get a break because Dunbar holds or a block in the back, and then the Booker gives it right back to him on some stupid penalty. So now first and 12 as the ball is at the 13 of the Tornadoes. Motley out of the shotgun. He's going to hand it off. Whoa, keeping those legs trucking. That was Ziggy Williams on the tackle there. A Brandon flag Ladd. on the play. That's going to be against Booker. Another 15-yard. Uh, One sportsman like Conway, Wow, maybe. you guys are just you guys just. They were jawing. They were jawing. You don't want to win. Four white jerseys right there when that call is made. And if you're talking that much and you don't expect one of these officials to Hold pick on, something up. Hold on, this might up. be on Dumber. I could be wrong here. Nope, it's on Booker. So that is just unbelievable. Should be a half of the distance to the goal. Whoever that was, I'm taking them out of the game right now, and they're not playing for the rest of the game. That is unacceptable. You're jawjacking, you're down by freaking six point five points, and you're jawjacking with somebody. Unacceptable. You give them the automatic first down, and they're about made, to score now. You made a stop there on the first down I'm run. I'm sitting them for the rest of the game. Nobody's taking off the field right not. now for the White no Jersey discipline. Tornadoes. There's no discipline. They let these kids do whatever they want. Well, because they're worried about losing transfers in this wild, wild west of FHSAA sports. Placate, the, the, placate your athletes. It's crazy to me, man. I don't think the, the, the line guys realize that they can drop the sticks. Motley Bad high snap. snap, and he's going to have to get back on it. Still on his feet. He should have just fallen on it as he's going to be tackled at the 20-yard line. Loss of seven there. Again, both teams are just taking. Dunbar just doesn't want to score. So second down and 19 coming up for the Tigers. 44 did get the penalty. That's number 44. That's Devin Hill. Excuse me, no penalty or on Devin the play, Lee, so it's going to be third down and 19. Ball at the 20. Dunbar doesn't appear to have much of a place-kicking game. 6.35 to play in the third quarter, and the Tigers looking to add to their five-point lead, which is currently 12-7. Movement Booker. all over the place, and three Ooh. Tornado defenders jumping the gun there. You know, we talked about this last week. We talked about when this Tornado teams get to a certain point, they give up. And that's exactly what we're seeing right here. They are just they they are down by five points and they think they've already lost the game. Is and it, there's still a whole other quarter to go? Is it conditioning or want to, or is it want to because of a lack of conditioning? Both. High snap once again, flags all over the place, whistles. Offsides, Booker. Flag on the play. No procedure. Oh my goodness gracious. So is that a what, false start? Should be a false start. I don't think there were six guys on the line. I think it was a straight-up false start. Push them back to about the 24-yard line. What's going on here, man? Nobody wants to win. What is going on here? Excuse me. We're going to go back to the 20 from the 15. Can I be real with you? This reminds me a lot of the Chicago Bears offense last night with Dunbar, the mistakes that they're just making. 
about to be first and 40. Now it is third down here, Booker football coverage. So Motley and Benjamin in the backfield, two receivers each side, Motley to take it out of the shotgun, decent snap, he looks left, he fires, Oh and we're going to have a pass gosh, interference dude. call on the tornado. It was over his head. Understand on the slant there, but they're going to hit Zepp Williams there with the pass interference. In all reality, Zepp Williams doesn't even make, need to make that play on the ball because it's an ball was thrown 15 ball. feet in the air. Oh my goodness gracious! I am so sick and tired of seeing yellow cloth on the field tonight, Chad. Four. Literally, it's almost every single play. Both Good teams. thing that we started at seven o'clock tonight, huh? And it's for both teams. It's not yeah, even just one or the it's, other. It's ridiculous. So now third and we'll call it eight as the ball is going to be spotted at the nine-yard line. Palmer back in the game at quarterback. He's going to hand it off to Benjamin. Benjamin eight up in the backfield almost immediately by number 55, Michael Haynes, and 51, Alpha Young Jr. Alpha Young showing out in his return from a suspension that he incurred late in the regular season. First game back for the senior was projected to be the only returning starter on this defense coming back from last year. The year that saw the Tornadoes go to the playoffs for the second straight season. So fourth and eight coming up for Dunbar. Cooper scrambling around, is gonna have to take it himself, running to his right, avoids a couple of tackles. Locking I see a flag thrown at the 15. Locking the back or holding, yeah. He's going to be short of the first down marker, so I think you decline this thing if you know he's going to be short. Don't take a chance. Here. Alpha Young almost coming up with his third right. sack there, Chad. Uh, Aiden, uh, you called it, kiddo. <laughs> Helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact against Dunbar, so it must have been on that, that crack back there. Helmet-to-helmet -helmet probably on a defensive defenseless player. Yeah, that's exactly what it was a crackback coming when he came so back. That is a point of emphasis yep. all the way across the country this year at any level. They're trying to limit those, man. I know you want to see a big hit. I've done those multiple times in my career in high school. Now, is that a play that's a loss of down? What they should do here is I think this is you're going to just have to decline the penalty because if you push Dunbar back, you, the ball is going to stay with the Tigers. So you're gonna decline this thing and take over around take your three-yard line. Take over right there, five at the five-yard line. Around your five-yard line. Woo. We'll wait for the officials to get everything sorted out. Troy Hats talking to head coach Brock Atkins right now. Explaining what the situation in, in is. In reality, I think you take, I think you accept this penalty and you give the ball back to Dunbar, in my opinion, and, and take your chance because I don't want to start at the five-yard line if I'm the Tornadoes. I mean. I'm with you there, but at the same time, what if? Can you guarantee that our defense won't do something stupid to give Dunbar an automatic uh, yeah, first down? I completely understand. Or a touchdown? That. Pass interference call. We've seen two of them on this play, on this drive so far, and it looks like they accepted the penalty, Chad. Now See, I don't think I don't think it was a turnover of downs because it was third down, right? Or no? No, that should have been fourth down. That was fourth that and was seven. Fourth. He was just a little bit short, I thought. So they are going to accept Ma the penalty. Maybe they were giving them the first down if they declined it. That could be. Maybe he did get infected that first down. That's the only way it makes that's, sense. That's the only way it does make sense is the ball is going to be spotted at the 30 right now after the 15-yard mark off. 5.15 to go in the third quarter. Fourth and 29 for Dunbar, which leads your Booker Tornadoes 12-7. Cooper firing over the middle, just knock it down. It's going to be a touchdown grab. There's a flag on the field. There is a flag on the field. 
at the 35. Jarvis Jones with the touchdown reception, but we'll wait for the indication on the floor. Looks like there might be a holding. I am so sick and tired of seeing yellow cloth in the field, gentlemen. You can just see the dejection in the Dunbar players. They're trying to point it on Booker, but how is there a flag all the way back here if it's on Booker? Unless it was a late hit on the quarterback, which I don't think it was. Whoa, what was that? Penalty is declined on the Tornadoes, and it is a touchdown. This defense is terrible. Jarvis Jones with a 30-yard touchdown reception on a fourth and 29. Is this deja vu? We had this happen last year yeah, against Riverview. It happened last week against Southeast. It was fourth and 30, and they, they converted on a first down. This is ridiculous. But this Booker team is one of the worst I think I've ever seen, Chad. What was the this penalty is, there? This is getting renowned era bad. And for you folks listening back in Sarasota, I do not want to go back into the history lessons. But as we talked about during the kickoff classic and week one, things got so bad with Don Renone during the early 80s How? that they were forfeiting games. And that thing extended all the way past the 93 How season. How did they let him make? There was three Booker players in coverage, Chad. And they go for the fake. And they convert on the fake. Convert on the touchdown. Two-point uh, two conversion. This is one of the worst Booker teams I think I've ever been encountering, guys. They absolutely don't want to win. They continue to limit stupid mistakes. Nobody's getting yelled at right now. I would be in someone's butt right now. Uh, I, uh, this is starting to get very frustrating to watch. I, I cannot express to you how uh, Okay, it's one is. thing if your coaching staff's going to play it cool, calm, and collect it and teach lessons here. But how come your teammates on the sidelines are not jumping into other people? And I know you don't want to see finger pointing, but you have to see leadership. Because you know why? Because if that was the case, the Booker players fight each other over there. Because nowadays, it's all about, don't try me. I'm a, I'm a grown man, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to end up fighting. Nobody can take responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. So after the two-point play, Tigers taking a 20-7 lead. 5.07 to go here in the third quarter on the campus of Dunbar High School. So much talent on the field just waste every single week, man. They give up. Now and if I, if I find up. out that that wasn't a first down and they accepted that penalty to set up that touchdown. You'll find out on the car ride home. Yes. You surely will, because you're going to have one Kevin Futures in your car. Let it go out of bounds. Kickoff's going to go out of bounds at the 14-yard line. That should give the Tornadoes the ball at their own 40, as they'll take possession for the second time in the second half, trailing 20-7. I'm, to seven. I'm still in the shock, because I, I clearly, when that ball got thrown, I was thinking to myself, oh, there goes the interception. Yep. And I, it's I like saying, they just sat there and watched the guys. ball. Knock it down, knock it down. Here comes Jones out of nowhere between two tornado defenders. Well, it, it was like everybody just watched the ball instead of like going towards the ball to make the play and high-pointing high the ball, just like a rebound. These kids don't want to be coached. They go out here, and this is just the, the mentality of this generation, Chad Craig. They go out there, they do what they want, and they don't want to listen to what the coach says. It's their way or the highway in the opinion. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It is absolutely ridiculous. Quick correction, ball will be placed at the Tornado 35. 5.07 to go here in the third quarter, and Booker trails the homestanding Tigers 20-7. to 
Benson out of the shot. Excuse me, going to take the snap and hand it off. About a two-yard gain, looks like, maybe. Gordon with about a two-yard gain. Flag there. on the play there. Looks like it's going to be on Dunbar, possibly. This might be a, un, a, a sportsman-like conduct here. and it Looks like it's going to be on Dunbar. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Tigers. Should you be an automatic a, first down. You just got a flag for unsportsmanlike conduct, possibly, and you're still dancing and celebrating and being jerk-offs. I really hope Dunbar loses this game because of how cocky they are. Your defense has really done nothing, in my opinion. <laughs> so automatic first down as I see a little bit of lightning in the distance, probably some heat lightning. So ball all the placed all the way at the Tiger 48. So there is no way. I'm looking at Liam O'Malley snap this ball, and the person holding catching it is almost 14 yards behind him. Why is not somebody stepping in on that sideline and saying something to those kids? Because this is where we're at right here. He's it's a, it's snapping the, in front of head, uh, one of the coaches too. It's 33% of the game. And how we were told before this season started that every coach on this staff was going to place more of an emphasis on special teams. Everybody's going to contribute. There is no emotion right now on that Booker sideline. I'd be yelling. And, and I remember one of, the, one of the knocks that folks like Doug Fernandes and other reporters had whenever they would cover Booker games when Fred Gilmore was the head coach. Man, it sounds like those kids are getting yelled at and coached up throughout the game. They might be a little too hard on those guys. Yeah, well, the results spoke for themselves. And so you see that viral. Playoffs and going to state, state finals. And, and if you see the viral video this week, it's it's a couple years old, but you have two Cowboy offensive linemen just getting shredded by two coaches, and they are standing there, heads up, shoulders high, great posture, taking and taking it. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it, it, as like Nick Saban said, if you can't handle criticism, how are you ever going to be great? You need that Coach Larry fired back on that sideline. That's the problem, the fire's there. They're just so scared of a kid worrying about transferring out of the school. Trip receivers to Benson's left. There's a now lot of lining up offsides. Do you see that? Yep. Do you Jones see that? Goes no flag being called. Hand off to Gordon. No flag, and he makes Nothing the tackle. doing. Okay. <laughs> Defense alignment lining up offsides, folks, and then makes the tackle. The only thing I'll say that is a bit of a judgment call there. That I, I'm with you. Could probably be called a lot of times. They called it on Booker a couple times, right. though. Hey, when you go 75 miles south, don't expect calls. You're completely right, Chad. And that's the thing that gets me about these kids is for a mentality to have Booker versus everybody, you got to respond. you got to respond to adversity. You have to understand, if you go to this school, people are always trying to push you down. Benson takes the snap out of the shotgun, dancing around, rolling to his right. It's going to be a poor throw out of bounds, maybe lucky to get back to the original line of scrimmage. No blocking from the offensive line. Benson's having to scramble out every single play. Offensive line's given up. I think they've given up at the end of the first or beginning of the third. After their first drive, they've given up, man. They don't want to win this game. There's no pushing. There's I don't no know. You don't see any cheering on this tornado sidelines from the players. No, come on, guys, let's go. None of that. Well, I don't even really know if it's so much the them giving up. I mean, there's not really even a lot of depth for even to get a, a fresh guy out there every, every couple snaps or so. You don't need that, though. I mean, I played in, back in the day where we had the same five offensive linemen the entire game. Nobody needed to break. We were conditioned right. We did mile Monday every single Monday. 
Third and eight for the Tornadoes. Ball at the Dunbar 47. Benson looking for the screen. He's going to complete it to Jones. Jones avoids a tackle at the 45, but he's eventually going to trip over his own self. man. No, he, his man hit him when he was doing the cut. Was he? Yeah. So Caught the leg of a lineman. They're going to go a, for it. They have to. Four-yard pickup there. Ball's going to be placed at the Dunbar 43. Line to gain. Excuse me, line to make the 39 of Dunbar. So a fourth and four. 3.45 to go in the third quarter. Dunbar leads 22-7. So Benson will work out of the shotgun. Currently two backs in the backfield. Twin receivers to the right. Takes the snap, looks right. Throws complete to Hayes. And Hayes is going to pick up a first down as he's tackled at the 35-yard line. Sean Russ Jr., the freshman cornerback who had the game-winning pick six last week against Lehigh there with the tackle. So Tornado's moving the chains there. Not all is lost yet for the purple and gold. 3.13 to go in the third quarter. Benson looking to the left sideline. He's got a man. Coverage is there. Jerron Glover does not do a good job of judging where the ball is in the yeah, air. Yeah, he stepped up where he could have. Yeah, he should have just kept, kept running, running. Kept running. I mean, you were overthrown. You're jumping and trying to make a play. like. And that's the design play there is to let Glover use his athleticism. I think the coach is saying something like, why would you come in for the ball when you could have just kept running? Glover put on tremendous bit of size in the offseason. So second and 10 for the Tornadoes. Ball at the 35 of the Tigers. Trip receivers to Benson's left. Gordon in the backfield. Toss sweep to Gordon to his left side. Looking for a hole Ooh. beyond the 30. Almost to the first. Uh, looks like they He's might gonna be He's going to be very, very down. close. you saying who for? He ate that hit. <laughs> Ron Gordon doing some good running here in the second half. So it's going to be about a nine-yard pickup. Yeah, I would say ooh, more ooh on the uh, – the. I feel like Gordon kind of laid the, the yeah, truck stick yeah. on him. <laughs> like, hopefully they were saying ooh to that. Ball placed at the 26. It's going to be third and one for the Tornadoes. 2.26 to go in the third quarter. Dunbar with a 20-7 lead. I really hate when they run the ball out of the shotgun, man. I really hate when they run the ball. Hands out of it the off shotgun. to Dewan Gordon out of the shotgun with Trevor. For that same reason. Right. They do that, man. And he's hit for a four-yard loss. Four-yard loss. I knew they were running the ball. They're so predictable, man. They are so predictable. And Gordon walks, uh, gets up limping a little bit. Fourth and five for the Tornadoes. Ball at the Tiger 30. This band's jamming. Play a little Tears for Fears during the halftime. They're not loud. They're soft with it, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're trying to play precisely. Two backs in the backfield with Benson. Twin receivers to the right. He fires the Hayes at that the 20-yard line. automatic every single time, man. I that mean, will be another tornado first down. We will move the chains with 135 to go in the third quarter. It's like they don't know what to do with Jameer Hayes. They give him cushion because he's such a small receiver. He does that quick five-yard in and cuts back, and he's wide open almost every single time because, uh, who is it, Han or Russ, Russ, Russ. Jr., he's giving him so much cushioning, he's off, almost five yards off him every single time they, they run that play. Playing a little pass to Troy here at Dunbar. 
Under 90 seconds to play in the third quarter. Tornadoes on the march, trailing 20 to seven. Ball placed at the Dunbar 21. Don't ask me how I know that's Pastor Troy too. I just, I, know, I remember. I think you've named every single song they've played tonight. Trip receivers to Benson's left. He'll work out of that pistol shotgun. Jerron Glover to the right. Toss sweep to Jacquez Jones and nothing doing so far. Finally going to be finished off by a host of Tiger defenders about five. at the 27-yard line. I dislike that play, too. That's another It's so telegraphed. Play. It's so telegraphed. It was actually Little John, but Pastor Troy is on the song. Okay. But they did play Tears for Fears, Little Everybody Wants to Rule the World during halftime. I got to say this in flag. case. A flag on Dunbar. Nice. We'll take it. I didn't. I just seen the 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 the, the white white hat do the uh, the signaling. So now but I don't first know if the, what the flag call was. I think it's a five yard penalty though. Maybe a now face is it? A, yeah, face has to be fifteen yards. Well, what if it's inadvertent? Is it? it do they have the five yard variety? They, I believe they still do at this level. Yep. So first and a long eight. Ball at the 21-yard line for the Tornadoes as we approach 30 seconds to play in the third quarter. Booker trails by 13 at 20 to 17. Benson with two backs in the backfield, two halfbacks. Takes a pistol shotgun snap. Inadvertent whistle. I heard it. Play still whistle. going. Yeah. The back judge was about to throw the flag, and, and, and he blew his whistle. That's exactly why the, everybody stopped running. Good break for the Tornadoes. They're able to get that first down. Dunbar head coach Sam Brown looking he's, he's for. He's furiated. He's furiated. I would be too. Was he about to call the delay a game? Yeah. Because uh. he kept going like this. He was counting, and as soon as he was about to, he came down to throw his flag, and he blew his whistle before he did it. We throw our fours up as we go to the final 12 okay, minutes of regulation. Okay, I see a little regulation. bit of energy. Mouse Benson sitting there clapping, going to his sideline. A couple players getting into it. I love the energy. Keep on going. You guys are driving. You're only down by two touchdowns. Not even really two touchdowns. 13 points at that. You're still in this game. There's still 12 minutes You're to get into this right game. You're driving right now. You know, I noticed the, the, the Dunbar coaches here with their headphones on, and they threw up their fours with us. They, they listened to the broadcast. Yeah, they know. They got it. They got it tapped in. That's why. That's why they know all the Booker plays because they're hearing the weaknesses from us. We got to stop it, man. All strength, no weakness. Well, we're we're very rough. Yes, we are. Hey, listen, man. That's the way they like it sometimes. I, we cause them how we seize it, man. Because at the end of the day, dude, we just like Chad says, we have to sit here and watch this every day, and we're gonna call what we see on the field. And if we, we're talking about three guys who know this game very well, and I'm not sitting here saying we're, we know the game more than the coaches. I'm, we're not criticizing the coaching and the coaching, but there's certain aspects of this game where you have to touch the fundamentals of football, and it's really Booker lacks that almost every single week in certain areas. Situational things. Yeah. Just wonder how the end of that first half would have turned out if timeouts were spent wisely. That and you didn't let, I mean, you don't let their defense get anybody behind them. They make that touchdown. They really literally could be 12 to 7 right now. And Booker could possibly go into the lead or to end zone and take the lead at this point. And it could be anybody's ball game at that time. But now you give up the touchdown. It's 20 to 7 with 12 minutes left to go in the fourth. And you're down by two touchdowns and you're trying to score and you're still playing from behind. Booker has played from behind every single game this season except the Kathleen, the kickoff classic, or Lakeland game. So Tornado's taking the field to start the fourth quarter. They trail by 13 at 20 to 7. Should be second and a long two as the ball is at the 13-yard line of Dunbar. 
Who's that, Craig? No, no, no. Benson with Hayes and Gordon in the backfield. The handoff goes to Gordon, standing straight up, looking for hole. Excuse me, that's Jones. It's the first down. He's going to be just beyond the 11-yard line, and that should be enough for a first down. And if this is a first down, they can get another one without scoring. First down. Chains are moving. So should be first and 10 from about the 10-and-a-half-yard line of Dunbar. First down for Tornado slow to come out of the huddle. Offensive line looks slow right now. They look tired. Benson's going to have two receivers to his left as he works out of the pistol shotgun Ron with Glover, two halfbacks. Looks to his right and for Glover. Oh, just beyond oh, the reach man. of Glover, looking for the back corner of the end zone. A nice pass there by Benson. May have just run out of a room there. Benson just cannot get his accuracy down tonight. I think that's his, been his problem all night long. Besides the passage of Amir Hayes, Every single ball to Jerron Glover has just been a little bit inaccurate here. It's either been short, that one was a little bit long there, but at the same time, maybe you underthrow it a little bit to let Glover go one-on-one -on -one there with Russ. Maybe picking your poison as Russ had that 80-yard pick six that proved to be the only score in the 8-0 win against Lehigh last week. Hand off to Hayes. Breaks He's the tackle at the line of scrimmage. Goes to his right. Looks like he got it. He's in there I like see no flags. That's a hey, touchdown. Booker, Booker right back into the game with 11-19 to go here in the fourth. Booker Tornado's down 20-13. to Tidbamping in this point after point here. Great drive on the Booker Tornadoes. Great play calling by Willie Brown. Two fourth, fourth down calls. Two the same exact plays of passes to Jameer Hayes. Great blocking by the offensive line. They might be tired. You're down, but you're certainly not out. You've got to have a great defense to stay in here, score a touchdown, and get back into this game. So Rabalo looking to make this a six-point game. Tornadoes currently trail 20-13. to 13. Waiting for the point after attempt. A little bit of movement up front. Kick is up, and it is through. So Kevin Raballo cutting the Dunbar lead 2-6 at 20-14. 11-19 remaining as it's Jameer Hayes. Just score. Get your team hype, man. Come on, guys. Get your team hype. Get them going. Hayes with the 11-yard touchdown run, 41 seconds into the fourth quarter. Tornado's back into this game, and everybody back home in Sarasota's like, man, you guys are doom and gloom, and they come right out and score here to start the fourth quarter. Well, if they've been playing like that all night long, we might actually be ahead here, There wouldn't guys. be no gloom. Just saying, possibly could be like 28 to 4, 20 right now, if that's the case. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could be like a band director for like one week so I can teach them how to play little outcast Bodio de Dopalicious. Oh, my God. Just so I can have the horns. <laughs> you got to have a class, a uh, good trumpet player there to play that, all right? That's Definitely good trumpet, easy. trombone, saxophone, for sure. So, how about UCF bringing in FAMU last week for the guaranteed win getting, payday? But how do you not bring the FAMU band to Orlando? Disrespect, man. Because they were scared. Actually, I think FAMU was playing in a national battle of the bands in Houston, but still. Which is probably way more important than watching their team play. You can still break off the check to make sure the FAMU ban comes. I completely comes. agree, man. What's it going to take? 
That's what everybody goes to the Classic for. Nobody goes to see BCC and FAMU, Famu play football. When colors. you see people getting up seven minutes left in the first half and you go, well, what would it go? No, at halftime's the real game. Yeah. Where are you going? Get a hot dog and do my thing, and I'm going to be here for halftime to watch the Beautiful band. Beautiful kick. Flag on the play. Offsides. Looks like it's going to be offsides on the Tornadoes. We don't get to really see offside calls. I think it's the, the first time we've seen it this year. Second time. Now we're just, is it second time? Second time. On the Tornadoes. I'd have to say, man. I, I would like to see a practice plan to see how much time is spent on special team situations. Very few, I bet. Because how is punt team not ready on third down? And, and Last time I checked, there was a coach specifically ready to get your punt team ready. And just like you said, screaming on third or second down, punt team, get ready. Probably second down. I mean, when we had Coach Tommy, he was a get back slash assistant special teams coach, a little bit of everything. So we'll wait for Riballo to kick it off once again. Ball placed at the 35 after the offsides penalty on the Tornado kick team. Riballo approaches. Nice kick. Beautiful kick by Kevin Riballo. That's still in the field of play, it's and now it finally bounces into wow. the end zone. He That's had to go back for that one, though. Look yeah. at him. Look at him dancing. Look at him dancing. He deserves every bit of dance right there. That was a beautiful kick by Kevin Riballo there. So we're starting to see more emotion on the opposite sideline of the Tornadoes. Can we turn it into a turnover for the Booker Tornadoes defense? Would be crucial right now. 11 minutes left. Ball's going to be placed at the 20. In the game. Dunbar has shot itself consistently in the foot on offense, but at the same time putting up a season high. Watch him air it out. 20 points. Nobody. Okay, they got Gron Glover over the top there. Never mind. Handoff from Palmer. Whoa. Benjamin and Benjamin with a great pickup of about 12 yards and another first down for the Tigers. And we may see a steady dose here of Benjamin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just continue to just run this ball, run this clock out as much as they can. You already got a lead here. Take up as much time as off this clock as possible. Sophomore quarterback in Palmer. Two receivers to each side. He'll work out of the gun with Benjamin in the backfield. Handoff once again to Benjamin. Great. Who goes to the right, cuts yep, it off. They called it. There it is. Holding call. That's coming back. It's all coming back as Benjamin picks up about 15 yards to the Booker 48. Flag thrown at the 32. In the world's a juvenile, back that thing up. You know, it's the same person every time. It's number 55 for uh, Dunbar, and that's Joshua Sanchez. He's that right tackle. Every single time Michael Haynes get outside of him, he just grabs his jersey, man. And you, you saw him kind of motion the yeah. official there. Is this what I'm doing? And you got a affirmative nod. Listen, you can have the player's shoulder pads, but once that jersey gets tugged, that's a holding call all day long. Ball's going to be placed at the 22, bringing up a first and 22 for the Tigers. Looks to have trip receivers to the left as Palmer's going to work out of the gun. Throws the hitch pass. Great nice. up-ended in the backfield. Jameer Hayes, if he would have caught 
that could have that was a fumble. He read that, that was like behind. A, that was the yeah. thrown behind pass. He read that like a book. Great open field tackle by Jameer Harris. Another loss of a yard. <laughs> Let's say this, folks. It doesn't matter how far this first down is, folks. Dunbar continues to get those first downs no matter what. Scoreboard has it marked at second and 26. Definitely a country mile. 10.08 to play in regulation. Dunbar with a 20 to 14 lead and the football. I would say this is almost second and 30 here, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Palmer out of the gun, man in motion. Oh, little, That's a little, little wide receiver sweep yeah. there. Little shovel pass almost. Almost another holding call there. He was looking to break a few tackles, dancing around, and then finally tackled well, at the 18-yard line. What would that be considered as? Because he didn't really pass it, but he didn't really hand off it. Kind of like it's a shovel pass. Yeah, it's like a little shovel that's pass. A, He's like tossed that's it Gino up. That's a Geno Smith to Tavon Austin, Dana Holgerson. That's Hulgerson. a completed pass. You know that, correct? Oh, yeah, well, in NFL, they completed okay. it as a pass. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's when Gruden used to do the quarterback camp, and he had Geno Smith, and he's like, so you throw that little two-inch pass to the Tavon there, that little chest pass, and that counts as in. Geno's like, yep. Dancing around and looking for a man. He's oh! got it to 40. Still on his feet is Jones, and he is gone. Flag on the flag play. Flag on the play. And that is way behind the play. Is the and he knows exactly what he did wrong. He looked at the sideline. This side is coming line. back, folks. This has to be coming back. And look, all the Dunbar players, they are lost it. Oh, numbers, oh my goodness, another touchdown being called back. And we'll wait for the official ward. That's two. I thought that was three. There was so a two down here. So completely behind the play. But that, that other one wasn't a touchdown, correct. Oh my that's about the, the one Jones that was on the far side was like an 20 eight. yards from the end zone, well on his way to scoring when that flag was thrown at the that 50. That is the undisciplined football right there by Dunbar player. I don't know exactly what this this play call, this flag is, but. It's going to be pushed back 15 yards from the 50. So it'll be third and 15, or third and eight, right? Should be. As we're just going to be two yards beyond the original line of scrimmage. You lined that up correctly, Mr. Fugers. 9.06 to go in regulation. Scoreboard is not caught up yet. Ref given an explanation. And head coach. Was this a was that Sam a block Brown. in the back? Could that have would have been a block in the back? It was I a mean, 15 yarder, so I, I think it's a personal foul of some kind. It's got to be an excessive maybe taunting or yeah. something like that. But would it taunting to get a touchdown? Yeah. Zepp Williams was right there for the almost for the pick for the play, just missed it. Oh my goodness gracious! Another touchdown being taken away from Dunbar. Could have sealed this game for this Tiger team. Big down coming up here as far as determining the balance of the football game. Did Dunbar go for it on fourth if they don't get it? No. Punt it away if you can. Nice Giraffe. tip. Ziggy Williams. A little bit of extracurricular there. That was offensive pass. That was defensive pa or offensive pass interference, correct? I see a flag on the far side. I think they're going to throw the flag. If they threw that on, on Ziggy Thomas. Williams. I know, I think they're going to throw it on Thomas, who got locked up with 55. There is no way that you can call that a late hit on the quarterback. If they call that on Ziggy Williams, I am going to freak out here. I might go down there and fight a referee. No, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually a felony in this Yeah, state. I know it is. Trust me. <laughs> it's worth the felony. 
that is re penalty if, after penalty if after anything, penalty. It should be an offensive pass interference because he got grabbed. What is this penalty all the way over here for? Then there's two. There's, there's intentional roughing the passer. Wow, offsetting penalties. We're going to go back to the 35-yard line. That is not passer? roughing the passer. I mean, because a ball does not carry him that way if a quarterback is not hit. If a quarterback is hit late. Oh yeah, my a, gosh! That was bro. that ball was hit as he was getting thrown. That's a terrible call. So third and eight once again. Ball placed at the Dunbar 35. Palmer working out of the gun with two halfbacks. Excuse me, that is Jones. Stop. Nothing doing. Fumble. Fumble. Nope. We're going to say he's down. We're going to say Benjamin was down on the handoff from Jones. This should bring up fourth and five for I the think Tigers. I going to go for it. No, they're not. They're going to bring your punt team. Watch oh, out for the fake here at Booker Tornadoes. This is perfect time for a fake. With With the struggles that Dunbar has had with its punting game, I think you just got to bring 10 on the line here, pin your ears back, and go. What's the fight? Some of the Dunbar parents are looking up <laughs> at a screaming Derek Fugers. So They hear me. They hear me. Jones to punt it away. He's going to take the snap at the 23. It's a lone line drive hit punt and that may have hit a tornado but it did not ball's going to be down at the Booker 38 with 8.01 to go in regulation and the tornado's going to take over on the offensive end trailing 20 to 14 <laughs> stay with us Booker Nation we could have a comeback here from the purple and gold everybody down there literally everybody in the stands turned around and looked at me when I, I screamed that. <laughs> yeah. and if I'm Dunbar I'm not punting the ball the rest of the game with the struggles like that. That kick was maybe six feet off the ground. Looks like Dunbar needs to go find somebody off the soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go if find they, them a Kevin Rabalo. <laughs> we don't know how good their soccer team is, but they got some pretty nice tennis courts over there. Yeah, they do got a nice tennis court, huh? Seen a nice little solid uh, baseball yeah. field back there in the back. Benson out of the pistol shotgun. Going to hand it off. Not much doing for Jones. as He's finally going to be brought down after dancing around at the 41. Two-yard gain, but about 10 yards worth of running there. <laughs> We're approaching 745 to play in regulation. Booker trails 20 to 14. Second and eight coming up as the ball spotted at the Dunbar 41. Seven twenty-two left to go here. I'm sorry, seven twenty-seven left to go here. Tornadoes finally break the huddle. Those play clocks are not working in no, the end zone. Yeah, neither one of them are. I think they they probably do. They probably just don't use them. Right. Trip receivers to Benson's right. He's going to try to set up the screen pass to Jones. Jones runs backwards, and he's going to fall Run down trying to, the to sideline. Quest Jones. Stop trying to make a cut because you're losing five yards every time. So this should bring up third and 14 ball placed at the Tornado 35. We are under 650 to play in regulation. Big third down coming up for your purple and gold. 
We don't convert on, on long third longs, Chad. Only the other teams do. Got to get a penalty or something, make yeah, something that's happen. that's exactly what we got. We're waiting for some type of uh, sportsmanlike conduct penalty or something on Dunbar. So Hayes among the three receivers, two Bensons left, one back in the backfield. It is a low snap. He's able to corral. It's going to have to call his own number and eventually slide at the 38. It's the thing, the first time I've ever seen Cleve Benson slide. I was talking to his uncle today at work. He's told me he's going to learn to slide. <laughs> Don't know if you slide on third and long there, but at the same time, it's about self-preservation if you're Mouse Benson. Here I don't blame him one bit. the team strolling on the field late as could be, of course, because, you know, nobody's getting that. Oh, my goodness. Both I'm, teams, though. I mean, I'm about to quit this broadcast and go be the special teams coach for the Booker Tornadoes, I promise you, because right now I'm starting to get very frustrated from what I see on the special teams. I mean, oh, it's a timeout. Timeout. Timeout was called. But still, they took forever to come on the field before the timeout was even called. 6.04 left to go here in the fourth. Booker Tornadoes down by six points. Going to have to get a decent punt away and depend on your defense. Dunbar scoring a season-high 20 points tonight. Roger Motley Jr. played a little bit of quarterback and wide receiver throughout the game, scoring an 11-yard touchdown run late in the first quarter. And then Cleve Benson with 9.59 to go in the second quarter with a 19-yard touchdown run. Kevin Rabolo's point after kick gave Booker a 7-6 lead. With 5.57 left in the second quarter was Motley with a 50-yard touchdown pass from Palmer, the sophomore quarterback. Then with 5.07 left in the third quarter, Jones, a 30-yard touchdown pass from Parker. Two-point play, giving Dunbar a 20-7 lead. Timeout, Dunbar. And 11-19 left in regulation as Jameer Hayes with an 11-yard touchdown run out of the backfield. Rebello's kick puts us where we are now, a six-point ball game at 20-14. As Mr. Fugger said, 6.04 left in regulation. Going to have to get past the paywall here real quick and get you some scores from the Herald Tribune. Paul Meadow with a 17-7 lead at Riverview in the second quarter. That game has been delayed by weather throughout. Venice in Jacksonville defeat, beating Trinity Christian currently 21-7 in the third quarter. South Fort Myers up over Northport 7-0 at the half. Braden River all over Manatee 20-7. Bayshore and Lakewood Ranch currently in a lightning delay. That's scheduled for a 8:40 kickoff. Sarasota all over Lemon Bay, 30, excuse me, 20 to three, and final in Tampa. Berkeley Prep 35, Cardinal Mooney seven, Charlotte 49, eight winners over Riverdale tonight, and Port Charlotte retaking the lead over Desoto at 20 to seven. Miami Northwestern up three nothing over IMG Academy's national team, three nothing in the third quarter early on. And Southeast 33 to 6 over Fort Myers Evangelical. Watch out for that Southeast team, man. Bringing the heat there. Roballo gets off another beauty. Oh my goodness. And luckily, kick, kick catch interference is not called there. As it's a nice return by Jones all the doing? way to midfield. Who was Why that? are you trying to tackle the returner? Who was that? I didn't see, but he jumped way too far early anyways. He should have slowed down, let him catch the ball, and just whacked him. So about an 18-yard return there for Jones to the 49 of the Tigers. 5.50 to go in regulation. Homestanding Dunbar looking to finish this thing off currently with a 20-14 lead. 
And if you're the kick returner there, you gotta you gotta call fair catch. Yeah. What if you muff that? What if you don't don't catch that? And you muff it and Booker's right there to recover it. Mm. Great great tackle by number two, Mouse Pinson. He gets put. Oh my goodness gracious. Benjamin with the carry, picking up about a yard there. We're in crucial time with 5.38 left, and you put your quarterback in on defense. Last time this happened, he hurt his shoulder, and he was out for the rest of the game. And your district opener next week. Good job. That's great coaching. Great idea. I get he's your best athlete, man, but you got to keep him on the side where you need to score points at. We've got seven more games to play after this. Davion Palmer working out of the shotgun, hands off to Benjamin. Benjamin plowing ahead, bringing Tornado defenders with him all the way to the Booker 45. It's going to bring up a third down, Booker and Booker takes a timeout. 5.03 to go in regulation. Benjamin with the carry, third down. Third down here. And I'm going to think, I, I think that that timeout's called a little too soon, too, with 5.03 to play. Worst case scenario, you let 40 seconds run off the clock, you make the stop, and you're getting the ball back with don't, about 4.20. Don't call them when they need to, calls them when they don't need to. Story of the life. Brief pause in the action. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Andrew's Glass Service, Fresco Fades, Todd Rentschler, Forbes Property Group, Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Please patronize the businesses who help bring Booker football to you every Friday night as we're back in action for the 5A-12 district opener next week at Tampa Jesuit. Doesn't get any easier, gentlemen. At least tonight we're somewhat competitive. You know, still making somewhat Play mistakes. this way against a disciplined Jesuit team next week and see what happens. It'll we're going to have a running clock in the second quarter. It's It's... You know, Tampa Jesuit, you know, they got to, I'm sorry to tell you, but teams with turf fields are always the good ones. And if you want to take a track record of the teams we played on turf field, CCC, Hardy, Amakli, all three were turf fields. Not good results. Out of us. Third and a big five coming up for Dunbar. Ball placed at the Tornado, 45. Davion Palmer, the sophomore quarterback, working out of the shotgun. Trip receivers to his left. He's going to hand it off to Benjamin. Benjamin straight ahead, first down and more as he's finally upended at the Tornado 31. Ice in this game right here. Great running by Benjamin. Carry Seeing those holes, running, to, using his strength. So and he's limping a little bit. I think on that last Rush tackle, he got a little hip injury, but he seems to be fine. And they're going to drive this thing probably right into the end zone. I'd like to thank Mr. Lytle here at Dunbar High School for his hospitality. You may hear him over the microphone. He is the public address announcer, and he does run WWDH 93.3 FM here in Lee County, bringing you Dunbar football action on that frequency. Zepp Williams there to make the initial tackle for the Tornadoes. He gets up real slow. Big tackle for a loss there for the Tornadoes as the ball is going to be spotted at the 37. Benjamin, he's going to come out for some rest. Should bring up about second and 15. No, actually, they're going to put the ball at the 35. So about second and 14 now coming up for the Tigers. 4-10 to play in regulation. 
How about we get a pick, take it back to the house, kick the extra point, and go home 21-21. That would be beautiful right now. <laughs> Could you imagine? Palmer with two receivers to his left. He's going to hand it off to Cooper. Nothing doing there as Cooper gets back to the line of scrimmage, bringing up a third and 14 for the homestanding yeah, Tigers. Call the timeout. Let it go. Let it roll. I don't take think there's as any much time as left. you can. Both, both, uh, Scoreboard showing no none for either team. Yeah. Yep. Nobody wants to pull the Chris Weber. Dunbar is going to take as much. They're going to watch the cut. The official watch when his hand goes up, and they're going to take as much time off this clock as they can. Looks like the ball is going to be snapped around 3:15. And whenever you see the back judge go to the watch, and then he'll raise the hand as you get closer. Benjamin back in there. He sees the hole. He fumbles the ball, and the tornadoes recover. Alpha Young yes to recover. Not. The ball goes out of bounds. That stays with Dunbar. They're going to say his ground calls the fumble. Okay. That's what I think. No. That's, okay, so they're going to So Alpha Young recovers the fumble. Bucket Tornadoes gets the ball back with 3.02 left to go in this game. This is your opportunity, Tornadoes. That is poor officiating, though. Even though that's a break for us, he did not recover that thing inbounds. When the whistle was blown, the football was still rolling Look, around. Head coach Dunbar is trying to get an explanation. If you're Dunbar head coach Sam Brown, you just got to look at your team and go, why isn't this thing 35 to 14 right now? Why are we in this situation with 3.02 to go in regulation? But Tornado fans will take it as we get ready for what could be the final drive for the Tornadoes. They trail by six at 20 to 14. Only dude I know who crushes a water bottle when we're live on air. My bad, I forgot to hit mute. Bro. I mean, come on. First and 10 for Booker. Benson out of the shotgun. He's going to hand it off. Nice Flag little run ahead. Flag I would believe it's holding. It's Hayes with the run as he gets all the way to the 31. Nullifies about a five-yard pickup there with the penalty. 2.56 left to go here in the fourth. Ball is going to be placed all the way back at the Tornado 17 with 2.56 left in regulation. Booker looking to overcome what is a six-point deficit at 20 to 14 here on STLR Sports Talk. Clock rolling again. Ball on the 17-yard line. It is going to be first and 20. Line to make the Dunbar 37. We approach 235 to play in regulation. Benson, two receivers each side working out of the pistol shotgun, dancing around, looking to make something happen. Is that not a face mask? He's going to be hit for a loss at the 14-yard line. Should be second and 23 coming up for the Tornadoes. I'm sorry, man. I just, if I'm an offensive lineman and I know that my quarterback's dropping back to pass, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that that guy stays in front of me and doesn't beat me. This offensive line for the Tornadoes, they tend to get so tired so fast, and it's because of lack of conditioning. I would love to see how much they run after this, or after, after practices. So clock continues to tick, 144 to go in regulation. Second and 23 for Booker.
gonna hand what it off and that? nothing doing there. What is Jameer Hayes doing? Why does he get the ball and just stutter step? He doesn't take a hit, they don't hit the hole or nothing. What are they doing? I mean, He literally and, took the football and just stood there. I mean, a second and 23, you probably shouldn't be running the ball in the first place. I mean, let's just be real here. That's what a, a these poor, poor play call by the offensive coordinator. So clock will stop with a Booker timeout. 124 to go in regulation. A big third and 23 coming up for the Tornadoes as they're looking to come back. And Currently I'm just gonna, down 20 to 14. And, and I'm just going to say it. They're worried about this quote-unquote transfer portal that they have going on in, in, in the high school rankings. When you're just making horrible play calls like that, you're not really enticing the, the next men up that, that are playing for the, you know, the Sarasota Seminoles, the, uh, the Sun Devils, uh, the Manatee Mustangs, and stuff like that. You're not, you're not making it easy for them to want to come to your school in the first place. And for all those folks that may be traditionalists like me, Mr. Wiley is exactly right there. You can include every youth football organization in the state because these FHSA transfer rules are just whack. You have conceivably the possibility of a vaunted local athlete who is already committed to a Power 5 school in two sports, transferred in the offseason before the school year. He may leave that school that he's currently playing football for to go play basketball somewhere else in the area. There are players at certain schools that have been to five high schools in four years. What are you throwing it to, Vincent? And nothing doing there, looking for Glover somehow, some way. 80 seconds to go in regulation. And Booker with a fourth and 23, you're gonna have to go for it here, down by six. This will be the ball game. I don't, I don't understand where he was throwing the ball. He literally threw it in an area where nobody was. Ron Glover was, was doing a fly route. Jacquez Jones was coming across the, 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 the corner. I, I, don't, I don't know. Got a tailback back there. Two receivers each side for Benson. He's going to throw it up along the right sideline. He's got Glover complete. That is the best thrown ball I have ever seen Mouse Benson throw in. Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting here talking about how bad the kid throws the ball, and he puts a rocket in the air. Ron Glover has a step on the receiver, and we're back in action with 114 to go. Wow. Converting the fourth and 23 with the big pass play all the way into Dunbar territory at what should be the 42-yard line. 1.14 to go in regulation. Booker looking to come back from this six-point deficit at 20-14. to 14. Two receivers once again each side for Benson, working out of the pistol shotgun. He looks left, steps up in the pocket. He's going to take it himself. He's going to slide at the 36-yard line. Hit, but no flag. So that's, an, oh my goodness gracious. Tornado's got to get on it the football as we are approaching a minute to play in regulation. Should be second and three. Again, two receivers each side. Working out of the pistol shotgun is Benson. He looks to his right. Comes back over the middle looking for a man. Going to be batted away incomplete. That was good defense there. Yeah, it was. I'm not going to flag, but still. I believe he was looking for Jacquez Jones there. And I think, and I, I, I think the reason why that there was no flag on they that play. They, well, they, they tangled feet. I well, think. no, saying on, on the previous play when he slid is because he was sliding as the guy was already going to make the tackle. You're correct about that. So he kind of, it was like a, you know. I disagree. And I he didn't really Vincent, hit him. He kind of like landed I on top Vincent of him and rolled over. I think was already in the process of sliding. He knew that and he still went to go hit him. 
I disagree. Now he could have leveled Benson though too. Oh and yeah, that's absolutely. One thing that I, I will say to the ground that for you, sure. you you have to. He kind of rolled discretion over him. there. Yes, he he definitely let up when he seen he was going to the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's because okay, he let up. Right. That's probably you're why right. they didn't call it. You're right. So third and three, ball placed at the 35. Benson's going to fire complete first down to Glover. Out of bounds. Stops and he's going to be out of bounds at the 28 yard line. 37. I just saw it. Two seconds go off the clock. Two seconds go off the clock. So clock stops with 37 seconds left in regulation. Home field advantage there. Keep doing the same routes. Five yards, cut back in. They are not ready for it. Every single time that ball has been thrown like that, they cannot stop that play. And you hear the, you see the coach right here on the sideline yelling. So first and 10 for the Tornadoes. Look 37 much, seconds left in regulation. Look how much cushion they are giving Ron right now. Do that play, same thing again. Glover by himself on the right side. Trip receivers to the left. Benson rolling to his left, back to his right. Fires to his right, and luckily that thing gets out of bounds as he threw off his back foot there. Smart play there by Benson. Ball just hung up a little too much in the air for my liking there. It's like the longest two seconds you'll ever see. Michael Haynes was just complaining to the referee. I tell you what, if that ref would have went in his pocket and threw that flag for him looking for a flag, Second and 10 for the Tornadoes. 31 seconds left in regulation. Homestanding Dunbar looking to preserve this 20 to 14 lead. Nate Williams now in the backfield with Benson, two receivers each side, working out of the pistol shotgun. Starts out looking to his left. He fires for Elijah Mitchell. You got to put that ball up there, Mouse. Yeah, he's got to get a better throw on that. I mean, he's wide open. Xavion battle there almost with the interception for the Tigers, and it is going to be third and ten for the Tornadoes. Got to get a first down before anything here to keep this game going. Mouse has to work on those coming across the, 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 the uh, field throws. I think that's one of his weaknesses. Literally every single bass that he, where a player's cutting inside across the middle, he underthrows them and, and throws behind them. So he really has to work on those passes in my opinion. Once again, same formation, two receivers each side, third and 10, Benson dropping back. He's gonna go to his left, may have to cut, nope, he's gonna fire, he's got a man in the end zone. It's gonna be picked off at the goal line. That is Sean Russ. Russ still on his feet looking for the sideline and finally out of bounds at the 35 yard line. Russ, the freshman with the 80 yard pick six last week, preserving the win for Dunbar this week. His Tigers will move to two and one. The thing about it is Mouse had so much room, he, he could have ran. 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 He could have ran and got out of balance. There's 13 seconds left on the clock. Jerron Glover is just in the end zone right now, still on his knees. He was wide open, Jerron Glover. Benson, 13 Benson seconds left person. in the game. He's got to fight for that ball, too, though. He's going to help his quarterback no, out. He, he got Benson undercut. He threw it to the wrong person. He threw it to Jameer oh. Hayes. Oh, okay. Jerron Glover was wide open in the back of the end zone with nobody by him. That's why he's so upset. Yeah, he, he tried to force it into Hayes. Look, Maybe he tried getting it to Ronnie. He just couldn't get it there. Side note, band is playing a little little John Eastside boys featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. Valiant effort tonight by we the Tornadoes. Comeback falling just short as Sean Russ preserves the win for Dunbar. A 20-14 victory, an interception at the goal line. Dunbar takes a knee. 
and we will be back in action next week as we look to improve upon that 0-3 mark after this loss. Tell you as much as we ripped we into the, the season 0 and 3 in the past three seasons. Yes. And something seems and we to happen. We've the playoffs every single season, guys. So let's positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. No, I, I think as much as we ripped the tornadoes there in the third quarter, they did show us a lot. A valiant comeback effort falling just short as homestanding Dunbar will improve to two and one on the young season with a 20 to 14 win here at North Law Firm Field. And guys, just kind of go over that last drive there. And you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier there. Was it a case of going to the wrong receiver? He kind of threw off his back foot, so maybe he was trying to get it to Ron Well, Glover. he was running, too. You know? And you know what I'm saying? So maybe that was the case, but he definitely had Ron Glover in the back of the end zone wide open, you know, because what it was, Craig, that dude who made the interception was covering Ron, and he peeled off to come make the play off that. So maybe he wasn't so much wide open, but definitely peeled the dude peeled off him, and Ron seen his opportunity. So and Nature one, of the beast. One thing the Tornadoes have to be aware of this week of practice, Jesuit is not going to be as generous as Dunbar was tonight. It's going to be a lot more disciplined as well, just yeah. like you said, man. It's going to be. Next week is going to be a long night for us, I have a feeling. I mean, tonight was a long night, to be honest with you, Jew. I mean, yes. if, if if Dunbar didn't really, I mean, two, two to three. Two touchdowns definitely got back, pulled, called I mean, back. Potentially could be 35 to 14 right now. I mean, so it's still just, it's still good to see that Booker, obviously, just like Chad said, is a valiant effort to come stay back the game, here yeah. and stay in the game. Looks we like wrap things up from North Law Firm Stadium on the campus of Dunbar oh, High School here. That in looks like he's related to uh, Myron. Okay. Because they were just taking pictures together. We'll have to find out that yeah. story later from our guy Marion. But we're going to go ahead and sign off tonight from Lee County. We appreciate you joining us here on STLR Sports Talk, where on this Friday night, Dunbar's playing its alma mater as the Tigers are 20 to 14 winners of your Booker Tornadoes. For Craig Wiley Jr. and the second generation Tornado, Derek Fugers, I'm Chad Brockoff signing off. Good night, everybody.